Hello! Welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine. It's the podcast where we keep things real to real. Uh, this week is the uh, last week to uh, do my uh, my little experiment with Music Month. Music Month 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm. Uh, and this one, we uh, broke the time machine kind of hard. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's a, it's a relatively movie. recent movie. You, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a relatively recent uh, movie, but the, the music was period appropriate, all except for one song. Yeah. But we'll yeah, get to well, that. Yeah, well, I'll get to that because it's the one that actually kind of annoys me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, mm. yeah, I'll explain why. Um, but we watched... Uh, we watched Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. Rock of Which stars a lot of people. Um, uh, I have the list right here. You, you can go there, right yeah. ahead and do it. I was going to go so, by, uh, by memory, but yeah. you can totally go. So it's Juliana Huff, mm-hmm. Diego Bonetta, mm-hmm. Russell Brand, Paul Giamatti, Catherine Zeta-Jones, mm-hmm. Marlon Ackerman, Mary J. Bly, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin, Tom Cruise as Stacy Jacks, Will Forte, and Mayor Mike Whitmore, played by Brian Cranston. Zordon! <laughs> yep. Also including Jeff Chase and Kevin Nash, who only have one word in this whole movie. Literally one line is one word. <laughs> Special appearance by Constantine Morales. Uh, that one's for my mom, too, actually, okay. because she hates that fucking guy. Uh, so, also, there's a brief appearances by uh, Debbie Gibson, uh, Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. Not Sebastian Stan, I'm sorry. No, uh, Sebastian uh, Bach. Sebastian Bach, there we yeah. go. Sebastian Stan is... is uh, Sebastian Stan is, is the Winter Soldier. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that when I meant Sebastian Bach. You got and, Bucky um, on the brain. Yeah, I guess. Holy and, shit, uh, Eli Roth is in this, too? I guess. He is? Like yeah. a so- side guy, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, is, Eli Roth is appearance as Stefano. Yeah, the Z guys, movie director. Oh, my God, that's it. Holy shit, that is Eli Roth. Holy shit, that is him, isn't Okay. It? That's yeah. wicked funny. The Z guy. Z guy. Z. I do like the fact that in the music video, though, that the girl that they have actually kind of looks like Britney Spears. So I thought that was actually kind of funny. Fair point, yeah. And yeah. uh, well, what the hell? The one of the guys that's actually with Debbie Gibson and uh, Sebastian Bach is um, fuck, what the hell? He's from an '80s band as well. Which which scene? Uh, we're not gonna take it. Oh, we right. built the city. Uh, the, that, right. the, yeah, the, the the medley. Yeah, that yeah. or the one of a couple of different medleys. But that particular one. Okay. Um, they're singing with Russell Brand. Yeah. Um, they're in the background singing. What the fuck is that guy's name? It doesn't really matter right now because we're not even at that part. But anyway, we watched Rock yeah, of Ages. We got a ways to go before we get to that. But yeah, Rock yeah. of Ages from two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and twelve. Yeah. I'm doing this by memory. Yeah, it this was such... a this was a massive flop. Oh, big time! Oh, yeah, it, it, enormous yeah. flop. Yeah. But it was fun. But yeah. I saw this in a theaters. fun flop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw this in theaters. It was a Broadway play. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Before it went into theaters, um, this was one of those. Again, it kind of felt with the theme that I was trying to go for, which was everybody sings their own songs. Uh, Tom Cruise went through vocal training for this yeah. movie. And here's uh, the thing: I'm going to say something quite controversial for the first moment here. Yeah. Right off the rip, I got to say Tom Cruise is probably the best actor we have. How dare you? 
No, uh, no, I, no, yeah, I no can't you got a point. Yeah. I can't complain about but this. Like, now, here's, see, the thing, yeah. here's the thing. Resident lunatic Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. may or may not have actually been acting at this I point. Oh, yeah. Because I, he I, is, <laughs> at this point, he is fully the chosen one of Scientology. No, because, he may or yeah. may not have been acting. Because there are several points I turn to Kaz and I'm like, I think this is the way he sees himself. Now, here's yeah. the funniest part yeah. about this. Yeah. I have no qualms about Tom Cruise's acting. Yeah. I have no problems with it. Yeah. Dan knows this for certain yep. because as I was telling him last night while we were watching this movie again, because yeah. he and I have seen this movie quite a few times. Yeah. A few dozen um, at least. At least. Uh, I have my 14-year-old self yeah. loves this movie. Yeah. Because 14-year-old Joss loved Tom Cruise. Was 100% in love with Tom Cruise. So this was before I knew anything about Scientology and crazy, 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 craziness that is Tom Cruise. And when we were were 14, he wasn't quite fully off the deep end yet. No, he was... He might have been practicing. I don't know, but... I think he. Um, I think he'd met Elrond, but beyond, but yeah. like I don't think he, he was, was like their chosen one yet. He was yeah. married to um, Nicole, Kidman. Nicole Kidman at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, this, <laughs> this was so eyes wide. Sad this was eyes wide things. shut territory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eyes wide shut was two thousand and one. Yeah. So yeah. that's just yeah. about that time. Yeah, because yeah. it's he is one of those actors that loses himself in a role where yes, you can kind of go like, okay, you kind of believe it. And we had, I had a back and forth with somebody at the gym this morning who said, yeah, but what about Robert De Niro? He's one of the greatest actors. I said, no, because every role you see Robert De Niro in there. Yeah, he, it's, yeah, it's he's very he's, clear. It's he's Robert playing De Niro. Himself. Yeah. It's, it's like the Antonio Banderas yeah. effect. Like, yeah. He he is just being himself, but yeah. he has a different name. In this. Yeah, and then there's the others like everyone like, well, what about uh, Dwayne Johnson? I'm like, no, it's no, the he's same just name. the Rock. It's just the Rock. It's like Tom Cruise loses himself in a role, and I think that's why he's as crazy as he is mm-hmm. because he really doesn't know who the hell he is because he's got to back up through three different personas, like yeah. uh, like yeah. in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I'm a dude dressed as another dude playing another, another dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and you know, there, uh, I could just dive in a little bit about myself oh, here. Yeah, go but, for it. Go for it. You know, so I have to. I have said this. I think on the show. I don't know if I've said this on or off mic. I've told this to you two. I was in a band where I was uh, 15 years old, and we were in a Guns N' Roses tribute band. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard this. So that was also influenced by Corn, and also influenced by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> So, so that is is absolutely. We didn't. The band's name was Acid, dude. You know, we didn't know what the hell we were anyway. So, I had a band's name was Acid, named after the pro after the editing software. Yeah, right, right. A S S I D. Yeah, Acid. Acid. Yeah. So it was just. It was. You know, we thought we were great all together and. You know, we, I had an obsession with Guns N' Roses, and particularly the album Appetite for Destruction. Sure. So there's a lot to this. So the very first thing when you hear Tom Cruise singing Paradise City. It's the opening song. We, you know, which always has a special place in my heart because that was the first song I ever learned on bass. 
Okay. You know, completely. So I hear this. I'm like, okay, great. This is going to be pretty interesting. And it kind of fell into it. I'm like, okay, this is kind of good. And then more and more will come up later. But I remembered for a fact, I'm like, oh, my God. And I remembered, like, when we moved out of our old apartment, Kaz was, like, looking through a bunch of boxes we had. And I had an old notebook full of lyrics from that band. Yeah. And she looked at it. And she's like, these are fucking dumb. She's like, how the fuck did you... What the what? And it's like, and then she looks at this like, oh, you, you rewrote Paradise City. You were fourteen when you wrote this, didn't you? She's like, yeah. How'd you know? She's like, because the name is I like big titties. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't remember any of that, but I remember putting my pen to paper, going, oh man, this is gonna be great. <laughs> and like, <laughs> see, I've actually, I've actually thought of like a, a re. Um, yeah. like uh, like a rewrite of Paradise City to be Paragon City, but that's a whole City of Heroes thing. Yeah, right. Which Kaz would get. Kaz would get it too. Yeah. When I was where the, gir- where the girls are green and the war walls are pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so you know you're right, dude. Hey, hey, buddy. It was it's just a horn. Just a horn, buddy. Yeah. It's just a horn, but it's okay. People are allowed to yeah. live here. So, you know, it's just weird, but it just it got to that. I'm like, okay, and there's many other points that brought back a lot of nostalgia because for a long while, when I was a teenager, I kind of lived in the music world of 1987 Skid Row. Yeah. So, like, there was so much that brought back. I'm like, oh, man, I remember reading about this. Oh, man, I wanted to be here. What was the, the, bur- the, the bourbon? The bourbon, the bourbon is, is, is the, the whiskey of go-go. go-go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's, oh, it's the whiskey go over there. I'm like, okay, that other band, that band is L.A. Guns. Okay, that's what they're doing. Okay, yeah. this is Guns and Roses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and especially Tom Cruise is fucking Axl Rose. Axl Rose. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's so it's just, it's, especially considering yeah. he used Axl Rose's voice coach. Yeah. To, to teach himself how to, to sing. He told me to turn off the radio. We'll turn it off the radio in his head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that that is actually a thing they used to do when and okay, here's the old nerd coming out of here, but the that was actually a thing that would happen with Guns N' Roses management is they had a terrible time ringing at ringing in Axel. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, oh, so much. He's an he's absolute a diva. diva. Yeah, he is a diva. This it's so, well known. Yeah, it's well documented. No, but especially '87. Even now, yeah. he's well known to yeah. still be a diva. Yeah, yeah. When you haven't had a hit in 30 years, still, you know, it's. Ooh, I just remember it, like uh, twist the knife. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember a story like from the yeah. Metallica behind the music. Where he's mm-hmm. talking about they were doing a tour mm-hmm. with you know Guns, Guns N' Roses. Axl yep. Rose went out for like a third of a song, decided he didn't like the mic, and stormed off the stage. Yep. Yeah, didn't he throw like a? a uh, it was definitely a tantrum. Yeah, like they they have it on. There were two the, incidences on that tour. There's yeah, definitely one yeah. that they and, have on on. Yeah. Video because yep. you can pull it up on YouTube right now. I know for certain because yep. I've seen it. Yeah, there's um, there's both incidences of clips there. There's one of them where a uh, a fan started you know pecking the finger at yeah, him, and, he and then he it. and he loses it and jumps right in the crowd. Yes, there's that and then one. he left. And then the other one was in Toronto. Yeah, no, he yeah. pulls his monitors yeah. out of his yeah. ears, like yeah. completely yeah. throws he a tantrum just, on stage yeah. and walks off. Yeah. He doesn't like it, and then later he's in the back, like, yeah. smoking and drinking. He's like, yeah. "Oh, I was, I'm having trouble with my voice." Yeah, and James Hetfield's like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't be smoking or drinking." Yeah. 
Well, it's the other Which one was Brad yeah, it was yeah, like, it was Toronto oh. where they did that, and that episode, and that episode, that concert. What happened was there was a pyrotechnic accident. James Hetfield went ablaze. Oof, you I know, remember that. Very, you know, and then they said, okay, Guns and Roses came about, so they took the Metallica banners down, put up Guns and Roses, use your illusion, you know, banners yeah. up, and then they said, okay, Axel could have just saved the day. Axel rode around with a shaman who tested out the air of the concerts. Oh my god. And you know, if the if the shaman came back and said, This is not a good place to be, your vibe's not gonna be right, they left. Or he left in general, and that was also um you had a um I do not remember his real name, but there was one of the one of the the rhythm guitarists of the band at that time was a man named Izzy Shradlin. Mm-hmm. Izzy actually wrote a lot of the original songs that eventually became hits. You know, except for the music parts of it. You know, Axel wrote Welcome to the Jungle, he figured that out he figured the rest of it out. Paradise City was Axel Slash and Izzy. Mm-hmm. Patience was Izzy, but Axel bought it and said that he had the rights. <laughs> And, you know, so on and so on and so on. But when Axel used to flip out and leave, Izzy would just come right in. Okay, fine, I'll play, I'll sing. And then the crowd actually liked him better. He went out of the band very quickly after that point. And, you know, yeah, this is, there's so much into it. But he also had a shaman. And the funny thing is, the shaman's nickname was Man. Hey man. Hey man. Yeah. So it's <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I see this. There's, like, there's gonna be parodies and shit involved in all of this. Oh thing. yeah. There's there's a lot to it. There's they, they took a lot from that's funny. lore of Axl Rose to do this. And that's funny. Yeah. When we get to some of the scenes, I'll point out some stories. Okay. That's yeah. Funny. Well, we can start it. Um. Mm-hmm. So this movie starts off with uh with. On a bus. On a bus with uh, our our little country girl named Sherry. Um, And it starts off... She's she's on her way to to L.A. L.A. From uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. To seek out fame and fortune. And when they do... She's going to be a singer. She's going to make it big in L.A. Yeah. No, when they start singing Sister Sister Christian, Christian. and I'm like, okay, that's that's a good addition. And I'm like, okay... They do this, and I, Kaz and I took a bus. We went from the Grand Canyon area, and we took a bus to Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. All day, literally, it's almost a 24-hour affair. It's a long bus You know, ride. going through everything, and it's like one person would start singing. Everybody's like, can you shut the fuck up? Yeah. I was about to say, you try to get a sing-along going, and that no. does not work. No. No, well. unless <laughs> you have somebody who's doing the tour bus thing. Yeah. Then you're prepared for that yeah. shit. Someone's doing the tour bus thing, trying to get everyone to sing, and then they just, the camera pans back from the bus, and it just leaves them on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but the bus driver starts singing too. Yeah, right. Like, you're like, no. Yeah, eyes on the road, Fred. This eyes is, on the road. But yeah. this is a musical, people. Yeah. And when yeah. musicals happen, it's suspension of disbelief. And this one's a little bit, a little bit less musical than Repo because oh, yeah. there are actual spoken words and yeah. everything being si- uh, sung at you, sung, yeah. sing talked, talk singing. It's like hairspray. There's yes. there's words in between. Yeah. There's not singing in between. 
So yeah, so, so we get Sherry our. makes it to L.A. and, and immediately gets mugged. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. like right off the bat, just boom, takes all of her shit. Yeah. And she's got seventeen dollars to her name. No, and immediately they missed a grand opportunity to do Welcome to the Jungle. Oh yeah, they're right here. That's the opening scene for uh, the video of Welcome to the Jungle is Axel walking off the bus. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and you're really like. Where did they? How am I? I was expecting although, to hear something of it. Although, to be fair, at yeah. that point, Sherry's still hopeful. Like, Welcome to the Jungle is a much more aggressive kind of song. Yeah. So it would have, like, yeah. it would have, it would have fit if she was there yeah. under duress. Well, but like at this point in the movie, she's still hopeful before she gets robbed. Yeah. Well, Axl Rose got off the bus. He took it from uh, Lafayette, Indiana, and he yeah. took the bus to L.A. Got off in Skid Row. Had set had. Um, I think it was less than a hundred dollars to his name. Immediately got mugged and spent, you know, three days begging people to use a mattress in an alleyway. Jesus, just to sleep. You know, just so it's like, yeah, I get your point. I get you. I get your point that it's like, okay, this is going to be wonderful and doing the just like paradise song, and it's like, yay, great, and. When everything like hell is going around, all of that. Right. I know. Well, she has to meet our, yeah. our male lead. Yeah. She has to meet uh, Diego Bonetta. Diego Bonetta. Yeah. Drew. Yes. Drew. His name is Drew. Why did I want to say Dean? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't supernatural. It is not yeah. supernatural. Oh, God. And he wasn't in that either. No, so, like, <laughs> no he yeah. wasn't. In fact, uh, hey, our. Uh, job. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he gets you a job. I know this angel guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza man spanks her. Why does he love her? <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, she runs into Drew. Our uh, they hit it off pretty much immediately, and uh, Drew helps her. Yes, because yeah. it's a movie. Yeah, they hit it off pretty much immediately. She's like. So excited that he works at the at the at, bourbon room, which at, is the whiskey. I was about to say the whiskey. <laughs> and you know he you know is smitten by this you know beautiful blonde yeah. like yeah. this beautiful blonde chick. He talks his boss Alec Baldwin into uh, hiring her. Dennis uh, Dennis Dupree. Dupree. Dennis Dupree and yeah. whoever Russell Brand's character is Lonnie Barnett. Lonnie. Yeah. And the two of them basically run. The the bourbon room. <laughs> I mean, Dennis owns it and runs it, and Lonnie is <clears throat> there, there <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I have um, neither of you ever worked at a bar or a club. Never worked in one. No, yeah. I, wor- I worked <clears throat> it for a very brief time in the kitchen of yeah. a. It was, it was somewhere between a club and a restaurant. Yeah. It was the Old Eagle. Oh, okay, yeah. I worked yeah. for three whole nights yeah. <laughs> at that place. So, yeah, and it no. it did not work out. Yeah. I I feel that I've met, like, I'm, I worked at a nightclub that is no longer in existence for a little while in Boston. It was called Rise. 
Yep. And it was... You've, um, mentioned, you've mentioned Rise before. Yeah, it was a fun gig, but there was a Kochek guy named Chris who I swear they built this guy after him. <laughs> who just uh, looked exactly like him. Well, the only thing is he didn't have the giant Russell Brand hair. Yeah. But he talked in several different accents. Still to this day, I can't tell you what his voice actually sounded like for real. <laughs> he was just all over the damn place. Yeah, just like, Chris, oh, hello, how are you? And just hello, whatever he Nicholas. felt like he oh, wanted gosh. to do. I'm like, okay, oh, we're going British tonight, okay. But it's the same thing when Russell Brand says, you know, oh, I felt really tired when I got up at 6 a.m. to come to work. Yeah. You know, 6 p.m., excuse me, yeah. 6 p.m. to come to work. And then also where, like, they're serving, when they're serving at the bars, I told you, you know, dudes have to pay full price, chicks drink free. These are dudes. These These are are dudes. dudes. I swear to you, you, one of them is Michael Sarah. Yeah. I swear. Looks an it awful looks lot like Michael like Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah, your boy. Yeah. One of them is, mm. I can't verify it, but mm. one of them definitely looks like Michael Sarah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a rock club. I was yeah. just in one. Yeah. Like five days ago. Yeah, it's... They still look exactly yeah. the same. I would say it's... it's yeah, and it's, it's very <laughs> similar. Like, it was, our, what, the House of Blues you were at? I was at the House of Blues. They, yeah. They're it's, it's, packed to the gills. Yeah. There are bars on... Well, in this one, there's only... Uh, it's basically a wraparound bar, but there are bars on multiple levels. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. It's pretty it's much... exactly yeah. the same. It, they don't change. They yeah. look exactly the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is. It's just a, a lot of people pressed up against each other, yeah. looking at a uh, at, uh, a stage, yeah. and there are musicians on the stage, and it's an adventure, and it's great, and just do it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And COVID restrictions be damned, because it's still fun. Just go do it. Just wear a mask. Damn right. That's what I did. Yes. <laughs> Damn right. Well, good for you. Yeah. No, good for you. That's what they do now. They yeah. just check and make sure you've been vaccinated, wear a mask, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, yeah. So when Stacy Jacks, you get that lore coming up, too. Mm. Well, yeah. in this particular, yeah. on yeah. this particular day, uh, I don't remember what band is supposed to be playing on stage, but there's a band playing. Sherry, uh, comes in and she's just been mugged. One of the other, uh, waitresses quit. She's looking for a job, and uh, Drew says, hey, let me talk to Dennis, and I can get you a job. Mm. And he brings her over, and she starts basically saying, hi, I'm new, I just came to L.A., and I need a job. And his first reaction is, no. Because, and he starts listing off everything that she is. You're a singer. And here's why, uh, <laughs> here's your entire life story. And you the came. Only thing, the only thing you got wrong was her grandmother's name. Yes. Her, her, her aunt's, aunt's name. Oh, it's my aunt Doris, but I mean, I know what I'm doing. It, yeah, he basically tells her her life story. And he says no, because all, all these singers come to LA to, you know, basically make it big and they get their dreams pretty much ruined instantaneously and then they end up going home. So he ends up losing employees. And she's like, no, I'm different. And he's like, no, you're not. And then he finds out that his other waitress quit and he needs somebody to work. So he gives her a job. She's (laughs) like, oh, thank you. It's like, don't thank me. I just ruined your life. 
Drew's like, hey, I'm going on break in five minutes. Let's go celebrate your job because you start work tomorrow. And she's like, yay, because you're very happy. You just got mugged and now you have a job at a bar. So, and then they go have a musical number in a, in in a, a Tower, Tower Records. Records, which, by the way, Tower Records. Oh, I miss Tower Records. They still exist. Uh, but it's not. They're not. They're not a lot. Nah. But they are still overpriced. In 1987, people were paying ten dollars for a record. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. It's ni- 19, um, 1940. Yeah, was it 944? Her record was the, was the sign. Ten dollars yeah. for a record in nineteen eighty seven? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, no, no, I, I didn't buy that one at all. That's why I'm looking going, yeah. really? Really, Tower yeah. Records? Really? Yeah. It is overly priced. Yeah. It it is <laughs> overly priced. I went yeah, I went to one in Orlando mm-hmm. at one point in time. And Orlando itself, I mean, you know, of course it's gonna be higher. It's in the middle oh. of Disney. I think it was in Universal. Of course, it's going to be um, where, ridiculously yeah, priced. Yeah, where we went, and I saw those records, and I think that's where I bought the Appetite for Destruction vinyl itself. But it was still, at the time, we were, it was, like, late, so it was, like, 10 years old at this point. So it was 97, 98, around that time. And I think the sticker was was 13 bucks. Yeah, which is ridiculous. At that point, still, yeah. Yeah, where you could find most most vinyl places. I mean, you could find a um, you could find it for five. Now, now at most, yeah. We're, we're in yeah. 2022. Vinyl yeah. is now making some sort of comeback. So depends on where you find it, though. Yeah, because yeah. well, you could they're still doing, they're doing new vinyl now. Yeah, new vinyl. Yeah, the pressed MP3 shit like that. You could find like they'll do it. They'll try to sell it to you for twenty bucks, but you yeah. could still find it if you're lucky enough. I used to buy and sell vinyl records. Mm. So, I mean, if you're lucky enough, you got to search for it and dig. But you could find original pressing Beatle records, yeah. still, which oh, are know. still fine. I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with nowadays prices, I, I would understand paying, yeah. you know, 20 bucks or whatever. But in the 80s? No. No. No, it's no. No, no by far no. That's why I was looking at him when we were watching this last night going, this, you see this? You see yeah. this? They were overpriced then, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. Woody does this scene, and they're singing, um... They're singing, yeah. uh, I Love Rock and Roll, yeah. and, uh... Jukebox um, Hero. Jukebox Hero. They really yeah. do this, and then he admits, Drew admits, he's like, well, I have stage fright. I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> Like, it's like, how does that count for anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, sure, fine. Okay, you got the whole thing, and you just danced on a regular thing, and nobody bothered you. <laughs> nobody bothered you, plus, you know, you... you plus, you know, also, it's... LA it's, is a wild town. Yeah. Right? It's 1987. You don't have... Um, at that time, they just started coming up with wireless pickups. Yeah. So you have there with connecting the amplifiers. There's no amplifier around. Nope. Somehow that guitar is electric. Yep. yep. So the reality is, is you have somebody strumming there. Dink, do, 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 It's magic. It's the magic. But the reality of it is, is somebody is screaming out loud while walking on top of the displays. Yep. Uh-huh. And anyone who's worked retail before, you're like, oh my god, I gotta what clean that up. What, what the fuck is, is he what doing? What are you doing, yeah. dick whistle? Stop yeah. it. And you just want to see, you hear over, like, you want to hear over the loudspeaker, somebody please stop the guy in aisle 12. 
It's like, Jer- sir, sir, could you stop walking on the display, please? Can you get Jerry, down off the Jerry, clean up, clean up at R&V. I quit! Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it, another one quit. Hey, you want to work at the Whiskey of Go-Go? <laughs> <laughs> you asked me that already today. The answer's still no. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, I, I, I'm i starting to jump a little bit, no, but I just get it like, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not leading this one, but that is no, just like fine. Catherine Zeta Jones is one of the you like. I felt it a way I enjoyed her, and I mean I've I've this is the first time I've seen this, and you two have seen this a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Kaz and I watched this. By the way, Kaz is not really feeling so great today, so yeah, she has to step aside. So I mean, we're we're here. But don't worry, she'll be back next week. Yeah, she'll be okay. We'll we'll let her out of the basement yeah. next week. Yeah. I mean, um, what? what? No, uh, she's fine. But she's Ke- having cookies yeah. in the kitchen. So that is probably true. <laughs> there. So, um, but Catherine Zeta Jones comes up, and almost immediately, I knew her entire story. Oh, you can tell just by the pants. Yeah, yeah, like no, but I knew her entire story right, but the, the, until the end when it's revealed, and you're like, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Like, I, I get exactly what's going on. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> She's scorned. It's like, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. We know exactly what's happening. She's so we, bitter. And, That's yeah. what it is. and then Lonnie's like, she looks familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like something you popped on your ass. No, no, that's cleared up quite nicely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her, and then you see, like, you know, Mayor Mike Whitmore, and it's Brian Cranston. I'm like, yep. Oh, and he you is don't like, belong here. And he is openly <laughs> cheating on her left and right. Yeah. It's. it's you don't uh, belong here. Like, tidy whitey, Malcolm in the middle, dad. <laughs> no. No, a few years later, it's simply like, oh, okay, yeah, he... he a few years later, he's Walter White. It's like... Oh, oh he could have been running the whole place. Okay. Yeah, I think gotcha. he was actually Walter White during this. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think right. he was. He yeah. was Walter White during this, so this is not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> but him playing that is like he's playing he's playing Malcolm's dad again. And you're like, it's looking <laughs> like Malcolm's dad, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not Well, wrong. I mean, when the good, you know, they're in... They're, they don't... In the in the which I assume is the church office, we're at the re- or at a rectory area where he's got the girl and the the, the girl is spanking him. Yep. While he's bound it, with a rosary. Yeah. And like, like, Ooh, it's sacrilegious. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I immediately, I wanted to watch this with my sister because we always had laps and. Well, just you know, remember where they have the picture of Stacy Jacks. I want to point it out where they have the picture in this scene of Stacy Jacks, okay? Because where the picture is is where Jesus on the cross is supposed to be, okay? And the way she points it out is I want you ladies to look at this picture. I want you to take a long, hard, long, long hard long, look. Hard look. Okay? That's how she says this line. Oh, and where the camera points because Tom Cruise in this movie has a very specific look because it's kind of a mix of yeah. of uh, oh god what's the lead singer's name of Poison Brett Michaels yeah. and it's a mix of Brett Michaels and Axel um, Rose and Axel Rose yeah. it's a it's a mix of their looks there's there, put in there's, a splash. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a splash, splash of Tommy Lee in there. Tommy yeah. Lee and Bon Jovi. There's a to- yeah. there's a splash of everybody, and that's that's the look of 
You know, and I was prepared to disagree with you, but I think you're dead on. Yes, there's yeah. a yeah. little splash of all of yeah. these characters yeah. in what is Stacy Jacks. Yeah. Because the hat specifically is Brett Michaels, because mm. he's got this, the cowboy yeah. hat on. And the bandana. And the bandana yeah. underneath. So that's very Brett. Yeah. Um, and he, as he wears, like, <laughs> these, these either leather pants or assless chaps, yeah. and he has this cod piece. That's basically a dragon's that's head. That's a dragon's head or a snake. <laughs> and I'm laughing so hard because and, and he and Tom Cruise is in very very good shape for this movie. He is in yeah. very good shape now. Tom Cruise is normally in very good shape. Yeah. yeah. Anybody he's who's ever more, seen Top Gun knows this. Yeah. He's a bit more ripped yeah. than, he, than he has been, than he had been and he recently. Ha- and he has tattoos, which yeah. is. Very much not Tom Cruise. No. Um, those I assume so, those had to be drawn on every day, and I can only oh, they're imagine probably it must stencils. Have, they're, yeah. they're stencils. They're probably tickled. Yeah, they're probably stencils. They're probably definitely not permanent, but they definitely oh, yeah. stayed on for a while. They're not. Oh, his um, feet and levels went down. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> he's not clear. Yeah, <laughs> Z- Zenu's upset. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sea Org, man. Oh, oh God. Anyway. <laughs> How many times do you think he went through the testing? Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. He was just surrounded by I so know. many suppressives. Oh, oh, no. No, 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 he's not. No. Maybe during, on, maybe during, during the course of this movie, he Maybe was. on set he is. Yeah. yeah, but he gets cleared off very quickly. Anyway. Don't want to talk about Scientology. Yeah. Don't want to talk but, about it. But cults are no, funny. No, 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 no. <laughs> They are funny. Still don't want to talk about it. Anyway. We can talk about the Final Fantasy house. That was a fun cult. Oh, anyway. So, yeah. So he's he's got this very interesting piece. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I think about it, I'm like, You need to go on stage, Stacey. But I'm already on stage. And it's like half of his lines are just entirely like non sequiturs out of just basically if you've ever been drunk enough to sort of remember yeah. what you're doing and I mean sort of because you remember you're in a room and you remember you're talking to people but you have no recollection of what you said mm. that's Stacy Jackson this movie. Yeah. <laughs> For pretty much yeah. the entirety of it, except for like one scene towards the end where he's actually kind of with it. He's with yeah. it toward at the very end in the very last scene yeah. of the movie. Yeah. That's yeah, where he's with right. it. The yeah. rest of this movie is Stacy Jack sort of coherent. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, and this is also like one of the things uh that was said with Axel Rose is once they started get they got the album, they started doing things, people said that he did this as well. Where it was just follow along, and then um, Paul Giamatti tells him that the concert was yesterday, so he'd be on time. Yeah. Yep. And there he actually the, thinks he's a day the, Don't tell him. Yeah. The original tour, which was up and down the West Coast, was booked by their um, their bassist Duff McKagan. And Duff did it, but he gave Axel the schedule with everything the day before. Oh, wow. Just so they would They'd make be everything. Out of time. And then he's like, oh, God, we're good. He's like, okay, we're fine. So he would be strategically rock star late, and the rest of them would still be there just ready to go. And then 
He did not know this until 1993 that he set it up this way. Wow. <laughs> so, so he'd have like enough time for him to be pissed off about yeah, it. Yes. So when he was firing everybody in the van anyway. Right. He's so far so, up his own ass, he doesn't realize that that's what they're doing to him. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like he was. He, 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 that's not surprising, though. No, but there I was mean, a. Yeah. It's really not. And that's sad. Yeah. There was a point in 1990 where Axel convinced everybody to sign over the rights of the name Guns N' Roses to me so I can keep everything going. Go for it. And they're like, okay, fine, no problem. They all signed it over, didn't really think of anything, just keep the whole thing going because they all need jobs. All right, all well and good, all fine, no problem. And then, you know, three years later, Slash figured out he wasn't paid for the entire tour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he that's like some they, bullshit, they man. lost it. Like they lost. Like, that's the reason why that band broke up. That's not surprising. Yeah. Well, that band broke up completely oh, because they're... it was bad. Oh, because their their head man is a complete piece of shit. Oh yeah. No, he's a he's a tool. He's Come a tool. Me, but it, there is I a lot that he did where they would just kind of go through this the scene where you get to the reporter and you know Stacy Jack's like okay hey five minutes yeah and then he would grab the thing and just start talking into the into the well if you talk about the blah 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 yeah. and the blah 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 yeah yes yeah, that part that's what Axel would do is he would do that and Brett Michaels who would be the polar opposite of it is like hey was that okay. Well, like, yeah, which is Brett genuinely knows, nice. Because, well, Brett's A, a, a nicer person. Mm. Yeah, he is a decent Brett, human. Mm. Brett also knows how to play publicity. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he knows that this, that's his bread and butter, man. Yeah. Where Axl like, Rose yeah. is above it all. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. this is beneath him. Yeah, and this is still, there's a, there's a lot more. I, I think what your description of Stacey Jacks is dead on, but I think yeah. there's a lot more Axl Rose that I've seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh. I just yeah, I, mean, I meant like in with the physical, yeah. the physical aspects of it. Because yeah, yeah. if you if you look at Ax, uh, Axel, mm. if you look at um, Stacy from the way he's put together, mm. you've got the the physical look of yeah. Stacy Jacks. So you've got, like I said, you've got that cowboy hat, the bandana, yeah. um, the no shirt with or the. The, yeah, the, the fur coat and no yeah. shirt. Fur coat, no shirt. That uh, that's all very Brett Michael-y. Yeah. Um, right. The music that he sings is both um, Brett um, Bon Jovi and uh, and Axl Rose. Yeah. He sounds like Axl Rose. He does. Um, yeah, it sounds dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tats remind a lot of Tommy Lee. Yeah. Oh, it's dead yeah, yeah. Especially the the gun holsters. With the guns yeah. and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the hip. Yep. And it, it, so ah, all together, yeah. they are a mix of all of these guys. Plus, yeah. all of these guys are, are in the same genre of 80s yeah. musicians. So he is an amalgamation of all of yeah. these guys. True. Uh, plus, most of these guys, save for, uh, save for Tommy Lee, because Tommy Lee's a drummer and he's not the head of... Uh, Motley Crew. Uh, that's Vince Neil. Yeah. Um, but it's sad that I know these things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's. Yeah, but Vince Neil didn't put out a sex tape, did he? No. No, he also yeah. doesn't have a twelve-inch penis. But that's not the point. Yeah. Um, as as far as I know, Vince <laughs> Neil. Okay. Because <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, I oh. don't care to know. Yeah. Vince Neil has also had a ton of surgery, so that might have been an Don't worry, baby, it's gonna say Venus. Have you seen Axel Rose's face? Yeah. Yeah, I have. 
I have. Yeah, and so there's parts of it where it's like, oh, were you watching Repo again? Oh, this is a GNR concert. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, I agree. Look, it's Poppy. Wait, no. I I don't, I don't, honestly don't get why any of them did this themselves. Nah. Well, they're still trying to live their heyday. I know. A desperate attempt to retain their youth. Yeah. Before they opened their heyday, it was 20 years ago. You look at Bon Jovi. You can look at Brett Michaels. You can look at, um, um, even Tommy Lee. None of these guys have touched it. Yeah. Nope. Maybe Brett has. I'm not 100% sure. Brett Michaels? Oh, yeah. Has he? Oh, I haven't yeah. really looked at him recently. Oh, so. yeah. No, that, that dating show he did a few I years back. I don't watch, I don't watch TV. No, there's no like, television. No, it was a trash show that he did called Rock of Love where he was very open with the fact that he he's has had ha- plastic surgery. Plastic surgery, hair extensions. Oh, and I, he's extensions, like, I'm not yeah, surprised at. But. Hair extensions, plastic surgery. Really? He's like, no, I've had this. Okay. I've done no, this. Yeah. No, well, you know what? That's fine. You know? yeah. Is that like the. Um, uh, flavor of love, where right, it's all the same. Like the, oh, exactly. Okay, same gimmick. Okay. Yeah. It was a television show where Flavor Flav was the prize. Yeah, yeah. It's apparently, very unpopular. Apparently, that show. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's because if you've ever gone down the highway and you see a car wreck on the you can't help but look. Yeah, you flip the channels, you go, "What the fuck I is this?" See, I see. Because I, I. I, I talked to my mom about that because that was on when I was living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, Mom, you got to see this. This is so weird. And she's like, she's like, all right, if we'll shut you up, I'll watch a little bit with you. Sure, you know. And then you know, so like, we watched it and went to commercial. And she gets up and leaves. I'm like, you had enough? She's like, no, I'm going to make popcorn because I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, three weeks later, you've got like a <laughs> you've got like a pizza and popcorn date for, for this say, stupid show. Exactly. I, I cannot say too much because I did watch... <laughs> Oh, God. This is when I used to watch TV, though, so this was a long time ago. Yeah. I did watch... There was a show where it was uh, lead singer of the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger's ex-wife. Yeah. She had one on... Jerry Hall. Jerry Hall. Yeah. She had a, a VH1 show... Where it was like she was the sugar mama. I remember this. And it was yeah. all of these guys vying for her attention. And the only reason I really paid attention to it was because one of the guys, his name was Ricardo, and he was a Yes. Okay. He yep. was a Power Ranger. He was a Red Ranger. And then um, like oh, Wild, yeah. the end, Wild Force, right? He was yeah, the Red Rangers Wild Force. He was Cole Evans. Not no. Cole no, not Cole yeah. Evans. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Evans. Maybe. Cole yeah. Cole Evans. I think he was Cole Evans. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter what his name was because he's in jail or he's dead. I can't remember which. <laughs> no, he's, he's in, jail. in jail. Because he murdered his, his roommate with a fucking samurai sword. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? I swear to God, he murdered his roommate with a samurai sword. Right. He did not win. Yeah. He was like the second or third runner up. Oh no, he was yeah. going to be, but then yeah. he, then she found out that him and this other guy yeah. were like out scouting for women. Yeah, okay. and they weren't paying attention to her, so she was like, "Fuck y'all," and like kicked him out. Ricardo Medina Jr. Uh, is a former American former actor. He is best known for his role as Cole Evans, <gasps> Red Wild Force Ranger on the TV series Power Rangers Wild Force. I am so ashamed of myself that I know this that well. <laughs> and he was also later in Power Rangers Samurai as a different mm. character. Um, Don't matter. He in jail. And he's got six years in prison for voluntary manslaughter. He stabbed his roommate with a samurai with sword. With a fucking katana. Wow. See? Wow. This is how uh, sad I am. <laughs> wow! Damn. Power I Rangers know my Power Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> After sentenced to prison for killing roommate. Yeah. 
with a no, fucking it was, sword. It was like technically in self defense, but it was, it was they the got whole to a thing, fight, but it was self defense. But then, like the jury was just like, but a katana, a katana, bro. Yeah. Instead of with your fist, you picked up a sword and you stabbed him with it. Yeah, no, I shot, foot shot, other thing. Yeah, right. You could have yeah. done something else, but yeah. no, you picked up a sword and you stabbed right. him. Like, right. I mean, who has a katana? Looks over, looks over in over in the corner. There's literally one next to the them. desk. So, I mean, we can't Shoot, see. my house, I have five. Right, so I'm like, a weeb. We, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we watched a movie. We didn't kill anybody with a sword. Nope. Um, uh, but, yeah, okay, so, anyway. He killed me, Mal. He killed me with, with a sword. sword. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so nobody dies with a sword in this movie. <laughs> Stacy Jacks. Uh, anyway, so, as the plot continues, uh, our main characters fall in love. While singing eighties ballads, yeah, over to a each course other. of like several eighties ballads yeah. in a in a in, in a, a span montage. of like a week. Yeah, it, yeah. This is the nice scene when they're at the Hollywood Sun and he's mm-hmm. singing "Don't Stop Believing." Like, hey, I wrote he, this. He doesn't sing all of it, yeah. though. but it goes, it goes on, on, and and on and on and on and on. I'm like. Oh, come on. Yeah, he does that and he stops the song. I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. You've got to finish the song. Yeah. But they sing to each other. And, okay, I don't know. Did you uh, guys stream this? Yeah. Okay, now, Dan and I have the totally legal and yeah, absolutely to- got it on, on. Completely legally obtained version. Very, yeah, totally legal version of the extended cut yeah. of this movie. Um, that includes. Uh, a, uh, a scene that is not in the theatrical version. Uh, Whereas while they're at the Hollywood sign, um, they're singing. What song are they singing to each other? I don't remember what song they're singing to um, each other, but at one point he, like, um, uh, Drew kind of goes into fantasy someone. mode. Yeah. There's the oh, they're singing to when each other. Love someone. Yes. Like, yeah. He kind of goes into fantasy mode, and she's and like she in does lingerie, a doing yeah. a striptease. She does a striptease for him. Shit. I don't yeah, know. it's yeah. not in the version you saw. Trust me. Damn it. No, I would remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does a striptease for she's him. She's in like pure white lingerie at the Hollywood sign, doing a striptease essentially. Huh. Um. Yes. But that's that's it's funny. Um. Huh. Because they, yeah, they sing, they do this little cute thing where he's getting ready to go uh, to meet her for the date in the mm. bathroom and he's doing the whole, you know, I guess what guys do is just smell your breath, smell your pits. Yeah, you know, spray them a little bit. axe, and then pff, down, down the pants. Yeah. yeah. Whereas girls are doing the whole tease your hair. Yeah. And she's got lipstick. full. She's got full on Final Fantasy X Waka hair. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, we're gonna and go. That, go and that's supposed we're to be the go whole. Play okay, well, it's the eighties. We're yeah. gonna tease our hair up till you know, it hits the ceiling. Well, you yeah. do that. I'm thinking of um, Cameron Diaz and something yes, about Mary. That's exactly what I was thinking. Head, you know? yes. <laughs> oh, is that hair gel? No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and the first time I ever saw this something about Mary was I was 16 years old in high school. Yeah. In, in high school. Yeah. Like I saw it. No, somebody brought it in. But oh, we watched me, it I in think. class. Yeah. Yeah. We watch, you watched it in class? Uh, it's, yeah, it was like a music <laughs> class. Yeah. Yeah, I think was, there was somebody really didn't pay attention, obviously. But yeah. We watched it in Society and Media with yeah. Mrs. J. <laughs> I Shit. had thrillers and chillers with her. Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. it in society media with her because she was like, "Yeah, this is a movie that it's like completely appropriate for sixteen-year-olds." Yeah. Yeah, it was 
Yeah. Uh, see, Thrillers and Chillers was a cool class. Yeah. You read horror movies and then watched the, that. We read horror books and then, yeah. watched, then the watched the movies and then basically wrote wrote papers complaining about how the book was better. Yeah, but you didn't realize Damn. that it was wrecking your GPA, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. I figured that out too late. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. Yeah, my GPA wasn't great to start with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had reasons. Yeah. The regardless. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So these two, they end up, you know, going on cutesy dates, and he's writing. The most well-known Journey song ever. Um, yep. <laughs> the anthem of all white people. And he starts the song and he just he doesn't finish it and then just uh, and, it, and drives people insane. Yeah. I'm like uh, it's it's like Cartman like when come sail away with sticks. That song is the theme song of my thirties, <laughs> and that theme song ends in a week. Yeah. So. <laughs> Come sail away. Yes, that's the very first song I heard. Is the very first song I heard the day I turned thirty. So that is the theme song of my thirties. Is Come Sail Away. The what happens, version or the real version? The real version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who knows what the theme song of my forties is going to be? I will find out in a week. I need to figure out a song to wake you up with. <laughs> we'll see. Hmm. Um. However, so. After uh, they I am filled with glorious purpose. <laughs> After <laughs> these two are all together, they find out that they're you know Stacy Jackson and Arsenal his band. Which honestly, that is a cool name for a band. That is, yeah, yeah. It is. it's fucking yeah. badass. Whoever came up yeah. with that, that was good. But like the rest um, of the band is kind of like an afterthought throughout really the entire. They really are. Which yeah. is you never, never really yeah. see them. I kind of wish that I think they uh, they kind of dropped the ball with this. They should have had a. Even if it was just like a cameo, they should have had some sort of actual band behind him. Yeah, I agree. Even if it was just a walk-on, I, I agree. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they could have done something cool. They could have yeah. they could have called in Slash. They could have called in yeah, uh, like um, the Foo Fighters. By the way, I found out recently yeah, about um, Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins yesterday that, that, that shocked away, the shit out of me. Which it's that out of fucking sucked. Nowhere. So yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. I realize that I'm dating it, but you know what? Yeah, that yeah. fucking sucked. So. Yeah. That was really yeah. sad. Sorry, that. Dave. Yeah. So, yeah, really. Um, no, it's still one of my favorite modern bands. Yeah, for real. In so, general. It's uh, a wicked yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. But no, I agree with you. If they could have called they, in somebody, at least just see it. It would have just been you know, cool. Even if it's yeah, for the, even yeah. the last scene, okay? Yeah. The very end of this movie, which yeah. I'm not going to say anything just yet, but even yeah. at the end, if yeah. they had just done something, yeah. that would have been fucking awesome because it would have been great for the people who actually sat through this movie and paid for it in yeah. theaters like me. Yeah. Um, it would have been fun to be like, oh, cool, look, it's an Easter egg. Guess who that is? Guess who that is? Guess who that is? Yeah. Because, honestly, they had some really good vocal talent in this movie. Yeah, Even yeah. if the movie didn't do a whole lot of money. Yeah. Fucking Mary J. Blige is in this movie. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, come on. Surprisingly well. She's amazing. Yeah. Like, she's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. D- she's Agreed, coming up. Yeah. So, I just, I, yeah. I love her very much. So, I yeah. just wanted to point that That's out. Good. So, yeah. So, anyway, the like, the big thrust of the thing is Stacey Jacks is going to be going solo. He's going to be he's, going he's solo. He's leaving Arsenal. He's going to be going solo. And his last show with Arsenal is going to happen at, uh, at the Bourbon. At the bourbon. The bourbon. Right now, the Bourbon's in kind of trouble. You've got, yeah. yo, we've, we've got who we've mentioned, um, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Who is uh what is her name? Uh Patty 
Patricia Whitmore. Whitmore, who is uh, she's she's got this hard on for taking out take it, take everybody out the on the strip. Heavy metal is the devil. the The strip is full of filth. We have to clean up our city for and, for the sake of our children. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. basically a bitter woman because Stacey oh, she's Jacks. she's a Republican. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, she uh, she's just bitter because Stacey Jacks, you know, fucked her and left her. Yep. Um, she was yeah. Spoiler warning: she was one of his groupies back in the day. He made her a woman, <laughs> and then left a woman who was handcuffed, covered in Cool Whip and wild turkey, but a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen this movie. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Nope. 14-year-old Joss wasn't obsessed with Tom Cruise and had him all over her wall. No, not even a little bit. So, anyway, I can't, she's... I can't, any, uh, you know, do the entire monologue from Cocktail. Nope. Yes, I know you can, honey. <laughs> You've done it a few times. I know. So, anyway, they... Basically, she's got this, like... She's on this vendetta to clean up the strip, and as far as she's concerned, if you... If you... Cut the head off the if it cut the head off the off snake the dies. Snake. You cut the head off the snake, the the rest of it'll die. And as far as she's concerned, the bourbon room is the head of the snake. And so, the bourbon room hasn't paid taxes in the year, and they owe something like over fifty thousand dollars in taxes. I thought it was implied that she's been using her um, her contacts to try to screw with their taxes, which has made it worse for them. It may have, but according to what Dennis said, as he's going through his tax they returns, they're so on rock and roll. They're so taxes are so on rock and roll, but they owe over fifty thousand dollars in taxes. She finds that. Yeah. She, she finds it with legit means. They haven't paid them. That's what he said, but then he finds out that Arsenal is doing this show for free. He gets, you know, he gets a phone call from Paul, Ugh. um, who's played Paul. by yeah. um, Paul Giamatti. Paul, by, uh, yeah. by Paul, so he's played by himself. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, is this it? Yeah, um, I don't think his name is. No, I, say, I call Paul him itself. Paul. It's um. Paul Giamatti is, uh, yeah, Paul Gill. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul plays yeah. Paul. I, I was okay. like, wait, yeah. no, I'm right. Yeah. yeah. No, Paul right. plays okay. Paul, um, which I, I do think is Paul funny. Gill, who is the slimiest, slimiest son yeah. of a bitch. Although Paul Giamatti's good at playing, you know, a slimy bastard. If anybody has ever seen the movie Duets, you know that Paul uh, Giamatti can actually hold a tune. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's in any of the songs in this. He, he does, does a few he does like here a few there, like yeah. talky bits, talky ah, sings, okay. but yeah. he actually can't hold a tune. Um, so I was actually a little bummed that he doesn't sing more in this. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's Stacy Jacks' manager, and Stacy Jacks, while completely off his fucking rocker, remembers the bourbon. Yep, and, and remembers bourbon. that. You know, Dennis gave him his first his gig. His first gig and gave him a shot and put him on the map. So he's here to, you know, basically help him out. Yeah. He's going to my do... rock and roll brother, but he yeah. doesn't, but Stacy doesn't do any of the money aspect of things. He just so. shows up and sings because that's what he does. He's Stacy Jacks. Okay. So he, show, he shows up to do this, this last thing and it's a big hit and there's, you know, tons of money, but Paul Gill. Screws him over. It's like, yeah, technically this was free, but we we're supposed but to get Stacey a cut Jacks of the door. Ninety percent of the for free. Yeah. But before any of that but happens, Stacey, Stacey has to show up. <laughs> so 
you know, the big night happens and the crowds are all over the place and Arsenal's going to show and, you know, and everybody's... Con- concrete balls aren't, uh, concrete balls aren't going to be able to make it, so they need to get another band, so... To open. To open, and so nobody get, cares about the opener. So they get Drew and his band, Wolfgang Von Colt, to, to open. To open for them. <laughs> uh, and that's at Sherry's urging, because mm-hmm. Sherry is like, hey, if you guys, you know, if you can't find someone to open, nobody cares about the opener anyway, have Drew do it. And so No she, one cares about the opener anyway, no sorry. offense. None taken. <laughs> Um, and Drew agrees and then, you know, has a panic attack. But everybody who works in, you know, the bourbon is in the band. Is in his band. It's yeah. like, does nobody just want to work in the bar industry anymore? No. <laughs> it's funny that you say this, too, because Alec Baldwin absolutely hated this movie. Yes, yeah, that's present. Really here, but the only reason why he took this was because he wanted to work with Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, you know, he wanted to do this because he read the script. He's like, this is god-awful. But he's like, wait, no, Stacey Jacks is going to be Tom Cruise. And the fact that he got to do this one scene with him is the only reason why he stuck with it. <laughs> you know, when he's coming in and he's doing that, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Man. No, we're, we're done. It's, no, we're going to burn you're, this place you're, down. You're, but you're not actually going to burn this place to the ground, are you? It's like, no. 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 You can't trap a fire phoenix. phoenix. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I laughed hysterically during oh, that part. I, and I, I actually reset the line to Dan even before Tom yeah. Cruise said it because yeah. I forgot that about the Fire Phoenix. I just said it, and then I went, "Oh, oh yeah. wait, that's actually a line in the movie." <laughs> <laughs> Gee, okay. Yeah, I don't know if we we made this, but I'm just going through some of the notes that I had. Did yeah. anybody notice the acronym for uh, Catherine Zeta Jones Religious Group? What is it? I remember uh, seeing it in the past, but no, I can't recall it. The ladies organization, the ladies organization to stop evil rock singers, acronym losers. Is it really? Yeah. Well, nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. They did that on purpose. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. All right, I did so, not catch that, but that's beautiful. Yeah. All right, so while, like, before the, the show, he has, and uh, Stacey Jacks has an interview with, uh, with Rolling Constance Stone. Yeah. Constance Sack. Sack. Fr- Sack. 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 Oh, it's just Sack. Constance Sack from Rolling Stone, played by Malin Ackerman, also the Silk Spectre, uh, yeah. for those who, you know... Trying trying to place her Silk Spectre. She's also uh, she was, uh, she was, yeah, she was in the Watchmen, she's, right? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Silk, Silk Spectre. Yeah, yeah. Is, um, she's been in tons of stuff. She, yeah, she's in like all sorts of stuff. She was in nope, that's the wrong one. She was in like Children's Hospital, uh, that that uh, that Adult Swim show. <laughs> oh she's my in god, a ton of stuff. Uh, Rock of Ages, Dollface, Chick Fight. Uh, bu- 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 oh, she was in an episode of Drunk History. Yes, yeah. she was. I as as Bula Anan. I love Drunk History. Huh. She was in Rampage. Huh. We really? Should watch, we should watch Rampage. Yeah. That's, Just because. That's The Rock, right? That's the one with The Rock, yeah. and it's based on the, that terrible... Well, oh, the video game. can't really call it terrible, because it was just a... F- it was a video game, right? Yeah. Yeah. With George, Lizzie, and Ralph. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I love Rampage. Anyway, yes. Uh, Malin Ackerman. Uh, she's... Yeah, she's in... Uh, She's a reporter for Rolling Stone Stone. and supposed to give an interview about the whole going solo because the actual news of him going solo isn't fully out yet. Like, it's supposed to be. It's out, but there's no real. Like, nobody knows why. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, and she's supposed to get a interview with him, and he's messed up and uncooperative, and and, and that's actually part of uh, the part of the reason why she's doing the interview because he's been. Yeah. Uncooperative. He and hasn't had a hit in what eight years. He hasn't had a brand new hit in eight years. He's in and out of the studio with nothing to show for it. Um, and Axel people, Rose. Yeah. People yeah. have been saying that he's been um, yeah, that he sold out. He sold yeah. out, and that he's just been um, just very standoffish. And he's like, and he basically tries to say like, people don't know me. Yeah. And she's like, well, you this is your, your this is your band saying yeah. this. Yeah, people and don't know me. You don't let yourself be known. Yeah, yeah. But, well, not even just that. It's like the people who know you best are saying that they don't know you. Yeah. What right. does that What does that tell you? And he's and that hits a nerve. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, did I hit a nerve?" And then she mentions the you know the high school sweetheart that yo <laughs> rock me in my mouth. <laughs> 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 One of his biggest hits, rock me in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that would work for my sponsor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, God. It also fits because this next scene is uh, we're going to shout sing at Malin, Malin Ackerman's ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Adam and Eve says, Let's think about staying at home, playing at home. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by adamandeve.com for all your pleasures and everything else, and also shouting into an ass if that's okay with you. Hey, you go like ahead it. and do that. Go for it. Whatever yeah. blows your hair back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when I do that, so if you want to hit with the best shot, go ahead and use Adam and Eve's promo code for us, MTTM. That's MTTM at checkout to get discounts and everything delivered discreetly right to your door. Adamandeve.com, and we're to thank you very much for sponsoring the show for the past two years and we thank you very much yes yes thank you for putting up with us i mean um working with us yeah there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of putting up with yeah, 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 so yeah. Really yeah. Think for most of it yeah uh, uh, yes but uh <laughs> um yeah so, yeah, yeah so uh yeah, yeah. um so, so she, she a lot basically, of and a lot of stuff happens kind of all at once yeah, yeah she she basically she pushes a lot of buttons with him. He basically kind of gives her the whole, I'm only going to talk to you for five minutes. And then she pushes every button she can within five minutes. And he gets fed up, kind of does the whole, you know, time's up thing. And she's like, one last question. Um, what's it like to be Stacy Jacks? Because yeah. he kind of throws the whole, you don't know what it's like to be me. And she's yeah. like, fine. So what's it like to be you? Then, and yeah, Wanted Dead or Alive starts to play. This was probably oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. song in the whole thing. This is one of mine. Yeah. I have I have two. Yeah. Um, but this is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Well, one is just a great song. It is. Yeah. It's just Off, a good song. Just, all. Yeah. Anyway. In general, yeah. 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 It's Bon Jovi. The, yeah. To me, Bon Jovi can yeah. do no wrong. Yeah. I, it's, bon Jovi is one of those bands for me, personally, that... If I could go see them, I have not seen them in concert. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I could go see them, I would. Um, which does not happen for 80s bands for me because the 80s bands for me, I have never gone to see an 80s band. They're very old now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I've only The only 80s band I ever saw was in the 80s. Uh, and that was the New Kids on the Block. Oh, <laughs> and God. I was yeah. I was eight years old yeah. when I saw them. I 
No, no, it's not technically 80s. I would say, we saw Black Sabbath. Which version? At Ozfest. At Ozfest. 2001. So, but at, with Ozzy. With Ozzy, okay. Yes. That's Yeah, they kind of, yeah. That's, seen, what I, that's but, not, but that's not what yeah. I mean. I'm talking about like '80s hair bands, '80s yeah. metal bands, things I've, like that. I've seen Metallica. Yeah. I, that's also not yep. the same. They I were still to... playing. They were still relevant in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. This was at Summer Sanitarium. Yes, this. I'm not talking that. I'm talking yeah. specifically like '80s hair bands. I get you. Um, yeah. I've I would I've never seen an '80s hair band before. Mm. I no. would go, but I would go see. Um, I would go see Bon Jovi. I mean. Bon, John Bon Jovi himself is actually such an amazing humanitarian, he is. but he has a um, he has a restaurant. I'm just gonna look. I know, up what I know exactly. I know exactly what restaurant you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's uh, in Doesn't Burbank. Do, uh, yeah. like free free meals for yeah, people it's in need. JBJ Soul Kitchen. Yeah. And I just yeah. wanted to say the right name out loud. So it's just you go in, you pick up food. Whatever you want, whatever they're making here, all you got to do is just volunteer or pay whatever you want. Yep. yep. You give whatever you can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just or a volunteer to cook. And it's yep. just like that. I'm like, okay, you got me. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a very... Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. I just do. I like him a lot. I would, yeah. And I I would go see a Bon Jovi concert yeah. if I could. Yeah. Uh, if they were around. Yeah. If they were touring. <laughs> like, yeah. I would go see them. I don't, I don't know if they tour too much right now. No, I don't think so. I mean, they're all a hell of a lot older and Richie yeah. Sambora is, is giving them a nightmare right now. Is he really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he got kicked out and he's trying to um, he's trying to make it so they can't do the hits he was on. Really? Yeah, right now. Dishbag. So yeah, he he, he really is a day. Wow, yeah. what the yeah. fuck, music bro? industry is some bullshit. What the yeah. hell? You broke up with Heather Locklear. What is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, he really, really is not much of a personality. But uh, but yeah, there are there are a lot of. Apparently, he really gives a lot of a show, and there is a beautiful story. And I'll get off the soapbox on this in a moment. But no, John, right. of John Bon Jovi, who. Um, went to the house of somebody who was like, I think it was like the mid nineties. And I, I might get the story a little garbled up, but it was a, a cheerleader who had down syndrome, who just loved John Bon Jovi. Mm. And it got out and, you know, with the right ends, like the girl's sister said, Hey, you know, she just loves you. Here's our address. If you want to say hi. And then he showed up and just sat in their backyard and chilled for like an hour. So cool. Just like, okay, yeah, I'll go say cool. All right, come on. Let's let's go. They just like, all right, come on, let's do this. And he always had this thing that he said, and it was on some TV show way back. And this is where I really got to be a big fan of his, is he said, you know, I'm here because the fans are here. Right. So I'm going to keep going. And it's just like, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you you just got it. Like, there's no ego in this. I I can't remember what. What album came out? It was a while ago. This out his an album came out. I can't even remember the name of the album, but I listened to it all the entire thing, beginning to end. It came out God years ago. Any any tracks you remember? Yeah, I'd have to listen to it. Oh okay. Um, Slippery and Wet. No, no. Oh God, no. way later. It was, oh, okay. it was one of the later albums. Okay. Um, but I listened. To, I listened to the entire thing front to back. I loved it. Um. I want to say it came out like 15 years ago, something like that. It was, I, but I, I loved it so so much, and it was, it was what made me a Bon Jovi fan. And I already knew all the older stuff, so this was actually one of the newer albums, and I was just like, wow, 
like I, I loved it even more. <laughs> and the fact that Bon Jovi now has white white hair, yeah, makes me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seeing yeah. it now and, yeah. and just remembering that, like when I was in my early twenties, and the fact that he was like in his fifties, and it made me go. I think he was in his 50s or his, his 40s, something like that. It made me go, wow, he's old enough to be my dad. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Damn. I know. I, I know. <laughs> uh, was it Have a Nice Day? I don't know. Red-faced, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Or The Circle. One of those, because I had a lot of his albums myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the crush. Yeah, the crush, and then Ooh. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, what's like crush? No. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. No, no, the crush. The crush is a great album. That is a good one. Yeah, oh, it's a lot longer than fifteen years. It's twenty-two years. Good lord. Yeah, Christ Almighty. Anyway, we were graduating. High shut school. up, Dan. Um, <laughs> high school. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So. He sings Wanted Dead or Alive, and this is when uh, he meets uh, Sherry, is actually during this song. Because mm-hmm. he's. Uh, he walks past her right before, like, before going in. She passes the, out. She straight up passes out. And like, this makes. Face, uh, face to the floor. Makes Drew a little jealous because, you know, well, yeah. he watches his girlfriend pass out over Stacey Jackson. Now, in fairness, if yeah. Tom Cruise. And 14-year-old Joss ever crossed paths at that point. 14-year-old Joss would have passed right the fuck out, too. So, in all fairness, I completely understand. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Sherry passes out at that point, and then he starts singing Dead or Alive, and he's out, like, in an empty stage, empty bar, um, singing to um, Constance at this yeah. point, basically trying to explain... That he's a cowboy and, on, and a steel his, ho- uh, on a steel horse. His bodyguards are kind of like carrying her around by the arms. Yes. And <laughs> it's the one, the one thing we get there one line. The wanted. Wanted. Um, and she starts singing um, harmony yeah. with him. Um, and he walks over and does his typical, I guess, greeting of Stacey yeah. Jacks, which is go over. Grab a tit. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know. Your heart is her, very how perky. Big, how big and perky her heart is. <laughs> that was a great um, line. Now, there, there is, uh, there's another bit with this, though, is that uh, Tom Cruise is always known to be very self-conscious with his height. Yes, yep. he is. He's 5'9". Yeah, he's 5'7". Is he 5'7"? I yeah. thought he was 5'9". No, he's 5'7". So oh, that's, not, that's not even all that that's short. That's not that bad. It's just that's, short yeah. for Hollywood. Yeah, that's not that bad in general. He's but taller than me. He yes. was very, very, very happy with this fact because Juliana Huff is 5'3". Yeah. Told you she was wearing so, heels. Yeah, <laughs> she... She does have a little bit of heel, but it's just the way that he was set up. He's like, okay, they're, you know, the, whoever, I forgot who the director is of this, but they set up that scene and marked it up and it went through and he was so fucking happy that he didn't have to bitch about it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. And he did the whole freaking thing. And apparently they did almost all of that. I think it was one or two takes in the scene. Nice. You know, and just kind of went through it. But Juliana Huff was, uh, you know, the, when they rehearsed this, it was like, okay, I'm going to have to grab her breast. 
And it's just like, no, just, they're on Juliana, just, just go for it. <laughs> it's okay, just go for it. You know, he's like, really? Like, okay, like, it just, <laughs> Tom Cruise immediately turned 16 <laughs> and then went back to where he was. Really? Okay. Oh my god, a boob. <laughs> Thanks for not being making this so awkward for me. It's just picture Appreciate like, it. Just picture like the Doug Dear Journal. Dear Journal. I, I grabbed the boob today. I touched the boob. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we want to get really with the times, instead of Doug, have it be that uh, the computer at the end of Doogie Howser. Right, for real. <laughs> Tappa, right? tappa, 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 tappa. That's so funny. The blue back screen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that set would be. It would. Oh, dear God. Anyway. Oh. So. <laughs> anyway. Um, which makes me wonder how tall is. Uh, uh, what's Mel- her name? Malin Eckerman. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's a good question. To Imdaba. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so he then uh, he then asks her to grab um, the you bottle of scotch, scotch. Yeah. from five eight. Oh, she's taller than him. She's taller than him. Oh, poor yeah. poor Tom Cruise. So he must um, have been wearing heels for that whole yeah, scene in the dressing room. So he's wearing cowboy boots. Cowboy boots have heels. So, yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, he asks her to grab the scotch because he's got a, a thing for scotch, yeah. which is yeah. like. Bleh. Yeah. Whatever. Get the scotch out of his. Out of you his and limo. my mom, Tom Cruise. You and my mom. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a drinker at all. So just the whole the whole concept is just like you. You know what? No, I'm good. Yeah. Do scotch, man. Yeah, I'm with you. It's like yeah. you know, if if you if you like to drink alcohol and it, it makes you happy, you, you know, know what? what? Cool. I'm, I'm okay with whiskey. Thing. I'm I'm okay with whiskey, and I realize that scotch is whiskey. It's the same but thing. No, no, it's so not. Is bourbon. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it is not. We will disagree here. It if tastes. You say so. It has a different taste altogether. Trust me. Anyway, so he goes back into the uh, uh, the room, the back room with uh, with Constance and his bodyguards and the girls, and he's like, "That's uh, that you can put in your interview." And she's like. Oh shit! Right, the interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's because they're like all exhausted, laying on the pool table, and she fucking falls off. Yeah. Oh, but that's that, not great... yet. Not yet. Because uh... no, you can put that can be on the record. That's... No, no, he's telling her after uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive." They haven't done any of the fun stuff yet. After "Wanted Dead or Alive," he's like, "That's who I am," and she's like, "You're not." Uh, she's like, "You're not a cowboy. You're a uh, you're a scared little boy." Right. Okay. And. um... He's like, everybody get out. Because he wants to have, like, a discussion with her. Uh, a discussion. A discussion. They're going to have dictating... Uh, dictation. How's your dictation She's going to take some dictation. Uh, so basically, uh, yeah, he kicks everybody out. And uh, he and Constance have a discussion. Uh, discussion um, to the song... Um, Oh God! What song is it? I have the song in my head, but God knows I c- if I can actually remember. Uh, the right, um, I don't remember. I remember. I want to know what. No, I want to know what love is. Yeah. Yes. Um. And yeah, they they and start is- singing to each other. I want to know what love is, and this is one of the funniest 
quasi sex scenes that I can yeah. think of. Yeah, this is the, the shout singing at Malin Ackerman's ass. Yeah, he starts, you know, he starts doing the whole, you know, I want to know what love is at her. And, you know, ripping clothes off and she, I mean, the first part of it is her getting down and uh, trying to untie his pants. He's wearing leather pants. And she starts untying the front of his pants with her teeth. Yeah. Which is, you know, supposed to be kind of hot. And it is kind of mm-hmm. hot, actually. Yeah. Um, which he gets kind of flustered at, actually. Which I think is a little funny, considering who he's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> so him being a little flustered at the fact that she's taking his pants off with her teeth is, like, it's just, what are you it's doing? A little, it's, a, it's a little bit of Tom Cruise peeking in through the... Through yeah. The yeah, him going... It's like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Um, but him taking her pants off or her, her skirt off is actually kind of funny because she's a little like, what, what, no. Spin. Uh, um, but yeah, he uh, he does yell at her ass at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she starts getting into it and then she <laughs> she screws up so many times, it's so funny because she's very awkward. Um, and I think that's supposed to be part of her character is yeah. that she's like the awkward, not 100% sure what she's doing it's like, exactly what that is. Yeah. It's just, for me, I just pictured this and went, is this what he did when he married Katie Holmes? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, poor girl. <laughs> we know that was a bought marriage. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily bought, because I don't want to say that. I want to say that she walked in completely blind. Yeah. And I think she... This is me being me because yeah. Katie Holmes and and I are around the same age, so if yeah. so yeah. If, yeah. If yeah. Tom Cruise had yeah. come up to twenty six year old Joss yeah. at that time, and it started giving twenty six year old Joss all that attention and everything else, and he was a lot older, yeah, and a huge movie star, and so handsome, and everything else she would have been completely starstruck and suddenly won over immediately yeah so it would have been like a fairy tale so absolutely i can completely understand why she would have been completely bowled over yeah and that happened like that so suddenly he sees this this girl who is still young hollywood because she was on dawson's creek yeah. And was in, like, one or two, like, little movies. It was before she, right after she yeah. had done The Dark Knight. So, like, she had still been, like, a, a young Hollywood actress. And suddenly this huge Hollywood actress giving her all this attention. And I see your point. Yeah, it's it's really easy to fall into that trap. And then suddenly... She's pregnant. Yeah. Let's see. They they had sensed her Thetan levels. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. No, but suddenly, you know, they're they're in it together, and then, you know, suddenly, you know, he's taking her on vacations and taking her to restaurants and, you know, making her feel extremely special. Yeah. And then she's pregnant. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, no, I... She's she's pregnant, and then he's asking her to marry him, and... Oh my god, I'm having a baby with this person yeah. and this person wants to marry me. Oh my god. I, I love him so much. Yeah. 
I I get it. I think he I think he pursued. Oh, her. he did it absolutely. Yeah. I'm not like saying he pursued I'm, her to keep an image up. Oh, I think that yeah. it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. it's, he did it to keep an image up, but yeah. it's also she was extremely easy to manipulate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. Well, he saw. He yeah. targeted her. It was yeah. absolute. One hundred percent. The she's innocent. You know she's up-and-coming actress, and it looks like she's going to be extremely easy to, to bowl over. Yeah. And she was, to a certain extent. Because sure. he didn't factor in the fact that her parents were not going to let her go that easily. No. And her dad stepped in like yeah. that. And he didn't factor in the fact that her dad is a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, and I can give a story on this one, too, because yeah. I actually met Tom Cruise at one point. Did you? And it's, so it's not as interesting as it seems, yeah. but a friend, you know, Katie Holmes actually has family uh, one town over yeah, in Westport. I know. And, you know, my friend of mine had a hot dog shop at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was around the point, you know, he was married to her and all this was going around. He fucking walks right in. And he just walks in and sit down and I'm eating my hot dog, I'm eating my lunch and just looking, I'm like, hey, you're Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. I'm like. Cool. And he just kept eating and just didn't think of it. He like, think Tom Cruise ate hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. And he just, he just looked. He went, oh, wow. Cool. He just looked around. But he didn't really sit and eat. He just kind of looked around and just looked at it. And he took out his wallet, put dollars down. So, hey, pay for that guy's for me. Okay, cool. Hey, just thanks for treating me like a normal person. See ya. And left. Wow. There, I'm like, Tom Cruise paid for my hot dog. Sweet. Okay. And I just kept eating. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's actually kind of a neat, in, you know. And it's just, but it's still, it's not as big as it seems. But I think it's just also he kind of wanted that image and where people kinda, were falling. Like he wanted that, like somebody just kind of went, didn't really give a fuck, right? Like, oh, thank you, cool, right? But and that's, that's an easy image to maintain if, if yeah, yeah, if you you know, oh hey, yeah. Tom Cruise did this for me, yeah. And still, that's uh, that's where he was at that point in time, and I think that's where he is still. As Stacy Jacks here, he's still trying to do that. That's the reason okay. why he's done six Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Well, that they sell. They sell, too. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and I, I will defend it because I think they're all freaking great. I've only dun, seen the first dun, 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 two. Yeah, they're, no. I've still only, I've really good. Seen, I'm, I'm sure they are. Still really good, but it's just, he looked at him like, yeah, he's playing up a little bit of an image. It makes me just wonder who he really is. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the problem I have with him, is that I yeah. don't know who he is anymore. Yeah. Not that I, I ever did know, yeah. but it's, right. it's not like I know the guy personally or anything. Right. But, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. one of those I, I never really did know who he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, at this point in the movie, he and... Uh, uh, Mal and Ackerman are about to, or at least trying to get freaky. Yeah, uh, they start getting a little freaky, and then um, it's it's very much an implied kind of implied uh, sex, implied sort of sex, because it's like, but it doesn't actually. Nobody fully gets undressed, and there's lots of butt shouting. <laughs> she kicks him in the head. She kicks him in the head. Yeah, see, yeah, that that has that does tend to happen. <clears throat> I have been I have been kicked completely in the head. It was so. an accident. Yeah, it still hurt. <laughs> it still was an accident. Anyway. It was not intentional. 
was an accident. So yeah, at, at the end of it, they're kind of like laying there exhausted on the pool table. She and he's falls like, off can, the pool table. And he's like, that can be on the record. And, and she like comes to her sense. She's like, she realizes oh, what the fuck, fuck what she did just, I just did. Do? And she grabs her clothes and runs away. And he's telling her to wait, hold on, yeah. while he puts his pants back on. And this is like where a bunch of shit happens all at once because Sherry comes back in well, holding the with, bottle with the bottle from the car and she runs directly into Stacy who's trying to run out the door after Constance to chase after Constance mm-hmm. she drops the bottle the smashes and you know she he's like no it's it's fine it's fine don't yeah, worry about it and then she's trying to clean it up while he while he's he being Stacy is trying to also clean it up Constance is running out of the door she runs into Paul who's saying uh can't wait for the article. Yep. yep. Uh, meanwhile, while the door is slightly open, um, like Drew is Drew trying is to get ready for, for the, the concert op- for the opening act, and he- sees uh, sees Sherry come out of the dressing room, followed by Stacy Jacks, Who's who is adjusting his pants, and Stacy has like half of her shirt that's been kind of pulled off of her shoulder, and that's only because Stacy. When he went to kind of help her up after she dropped the bottle on the floor, he kind of pushed her shirt off to the side because he had his hand on her shoulder. Yeah, they they bumped into each other. It was just a little, like, ruffling, but, like, it doesn't look great. Yeah, none of it. It's all circumstantial. Everything here is circumstantial. And because no one talks to each other like goddamn grown-ups. Yeah, and this is where Kaz, I think, lost a brain cell. Yeah. At this point, it's just like, oh, goddamn, misunderstanding plot, here we go. Yep. And it's just like... We, we never said it was an original plot. Well, just, no. There is, there is nothing new. Every every story's been done. It's just about how you do it. Yeah, but it's we've seen this, and it's just like, okay, they do it. Like, oh, what happened? And then, you know, after, we're there, after the show, where it's like, oh, I'm mad at you. Oh, the spotlight, the spotlight told them, okay, we... we the spotlight would take him away from me. Oh, he's what, an yeah. asshole. Now, One of the other waitresses said, like, once the spotlight's on him, you, di- you, know, you we, disappear. We disappear. Yeah. Now, here's here's the scene. Now, here's the deal that I didn't like yeah. about this particular part of the movie. Yeah. The song that happens, like, right before the whole Stacey Jacks thing that's yeah. sung is More Than Words. Yeah. More Than Words is the only song in this entire movie that does not fit. Right. Do you know why? Because uh, More Than Words was written by Gary Sharon, the perspective of his girlfriend to him. Not just that. Yeah. More Than Words came out in 1991. It and the, did? And yes. the movie set in 87. That's the that's the one movie that's not, it's the, not it's quite the right. One song. I thought that was a mid-80s song. Nope. And the More Than Words came out in 1991. Oh. Every other song in this movie came out in the 80s. More Than Words is the only song that does not fit well, and it's the reason that it bothers me so much is because, and I I didn't even realize that at first, and then I was like, why doesn't this song, for me, doesn't fit right? because everything else fits so well, this one being the outlier just feels weird. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, there he, uh, you know, Drew is very upset about this whole thing. He doesn't actually talk to Sherry, like you know. Yeah, you got me. I just saw you do this. No, this. Uh, the other thing that bothers me about yeah. it is he goes to tell her that he loves her. Yeah. He yeah. goes to say, "I love you," and she stops him. She stops him. She stops him to say, "You know, uh, you're gonna do great. You're gonna do great." 
I don't understand what the big deal of stopping someone to say that they love you. I don't yeah. get why she has this problem. Maybe because it's too fast. Yeah. But then she they sings. Can be, it, those but, can be some very dangerous words. Yes, but then she sings more than words that the whole. Um, say I love you. Yeah. I just hear more than words, and it just—I think of Wednesday Thirteen more than words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, but the whole the whole point of the more than words songs is that the uh, doing something physically, you know, it's more than words. You know, yeah. I want I want to feel it more than yeah. you saying it. It's like finding, right. It's like finding a love language. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah, and, and that's, I get that, but yeah. at the same time, it's like he wants to tell you because yeah. he. Feels it right now, yeah. and I think that if he had said it right then and there, it w- and she said it back. I think it would have cleared up the misunderstanding a hell of a lot yeah. faster. It would have been a much but shorter instead movie. of but instead of allowing him to say that or her saying it back to him, it already caused a little bit of insecurity in his head and in yeah. his feelings because he she wouldn't allow him to say it. And then the next thing you see is her coming out of Stacy Drax's dressing room. Stacy Drax? Drax, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy Drax's dressing room. Um, and, it would not you know, fly over my head because I would catch it. <laughs> I think I found my fantasy casting. Yeah. Um, but, no, but seriously, it, uh, you know, he's already feeling insecure. Then yeah. he sees her coming out of the dressing room with him. And he's a you know readjusting his pants. Yep. So Stacy Jacks has she, uh, a bit of a reputation, and she's passed out already in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's got all these things you know in his head already. So her, and, you, you know, know fra- stopping fragile him, male ego. You know, fragile male ego beyond that. Yeah. You know, he's got these yeah. things beyond already. As the owner of a fragile male ego, I can understand it. Yeah. Man too. Yeah. yeah. But he, but I'm giving the fragile male ego kind of a little stroke right now here. Yeah. You get it. Nice. What I'm saying, though, is that he's got, for me anyway, he's got a, a couple of decent reasons here. Yeah. Why he's got some reasons mm. not to be so trusting of it. Mm-hmm. True, but... But it could have been all easily, yeah. you know, shunted aside if, yeah. you know, he turned around and said... What the hell was that just now? Even if he was a little upset about it, turning around and being an adult and saying, hey, what the hell was that just now? But But also, arguably, he wouldn't have then had the actual, like, uh, impetus to really put on the show that he did. Yeah. Because he turns around and does, I want to rock. I'm talking about after the show. Even if he was upset and drinking and they got into an argument after the show, it still would have ended the argument. Right. They could have still, he could have put on a hell of a show and been angry about it, and then afterwards just said, yo, what the fuck? So so they have their disagreement, and, like, Drew is, seems like he wants to go after Sherry to try to, like, figure things out, but he gets waylaid by Paul, who's like, hey, you want to sign a contract with me? You were really good. No, let her go. Let her go. It doesn't matter. You were real good out there, kid. Now, there's the other part of it is how good of a manager is he where he tries to sign somebody after hearing one song? Right. Well, technically, he put on three, but we just don't hear three songs. No covers. Yeah. We don't hear the other two, but he puts on a a hell of a show because he's angry. Yeah. He sings, I want to rock. 
and he blows the crowd away. And Paul sees dollar signs. And then Stacy comes out, and Stacy sings Pour Some Sugar on Me. Yeah. And this is the other song on in this that's yeah. my favorite song. Yeah. And I was watching the captions on this, and it's just much better when you know what the lyrics actually are. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was I I've and I'm just gonna look up really quickly while anybody advanced, but this is the lyrics of Pour Some Sugar Pour Some Sugar on Me. I uh, got it wrong for an obscene amount of time. Really? They're dirty. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah, but it's the uh, pour some sugar on me here. So but the we couldn't do that with me because I'm diabetic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, where it's looking like a tramp, like a video. Yeah, and television the, woman, let me be your man. And the only thing I really ever got was the um, baby. Can you dig your man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm hot, sticky, sweet from my head to, to my, my feet. feet. Yep. I always thought was, I'm hot, stick my feet in your head, in your feet. <laughs> and other than that, I'm like, that's wait, I'm like, like kicking. and it is what they're like, that's the lyrics? Yeah. That's like when it? You have, when you have that moment yeah. like later on in life, it's like, I've been uh, doing it's been this really wrong. Like, the thing is, like, thank God I never did this in karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> the other, and, you know. You're standing there staring at the screen like, what? No. Yeah. Yeah. Razzle dazzle and flash a little light. I always thought was razzle dazzle. Let's go out and fight. <laughs> Not as funny know. as the other one, but I'm like, go out and fight. Television, everything. Go. I'm like, why would you want to fight all night? I mean, you want to pour sugar on something? Like, is this a salt in a wound? I'm like, I had a crisis last night when I watched this. <laughs> a, a little bit. Like it just did. Okay, I think I told you this in chat. It's like this song is on. My old iPod. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am not ashamed to admit it that this version, this version of the song, of the song the is on... One. The Tom Cruise one is it's on... really good. I know. He does a really good job. He does. He does a really, really good job. And I'll say, I'll say it hands down. As a, for our live actors, he is the best one. Mm-hmm. He is the best one. No matter how crazy he is, he does a damn good job. He's yes. a good lunatic, but that yeah. doesn't mean he's bad at what he does. No. No. There's a reason uh, why he... he yeah. Yeah. That's why he gets paid the big money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're at the strip club now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, because, at the uh, Venus Sher- Club. Because, because Sherry, Sherry and, and Drew, Drew both quit. Quit because they get into a fight, they break up, they yeah. quit. And Dennis doesn't care because he's got all the, like, it's the Arsenal's last show and he gets all this money. And this was the scene where yeah. Paul, uh, Paul becomes screws the him over. And yeah. he takes, takes all basically time. everything. Um, yeah. And just kind of leaves Drew to yeah. twist. Yeah, a really bad line. Drew, uh, Drew leaves Dennis yeah. to twist. Yeah. yeah, and he takes Drew from him and yeah. goes to try to get him like his own yeah. record record deal. And and this is when we get kind of a, a fast forward into where things happen. We so get, yeah, we get yeah. Like Sherry, some montages back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. Sherry leaves and kind of basically has to work somewhere. Bouncing around trying to find something. In the rain, while she's got no money, she um, kind of... She tries to get a job at a a record store and they don't want to hire her and then a girl with bigger breasts shows up and they hire her and, you know, it's all that kind of... Basically, while she's down, she falls in the rain, she drops her purse 
And she's getting a, continually kicked, essentially. And Mary J. Blige comes and basically picks her up, brings her inside the. Um, I forget the name of the club. Um, the Venus Club. The Venus, Venus Club. Because it's all like Greek themed. Yeah. And uh, she, it's a strip club. Her character's she, name is Justice, by the way. She is Justice. Justice. She gives her um, something to drink. I believe is cognac. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, no, yeah. that's that's cognac. Yeah. This is sherry. Yeah. Uh, no, brandy. 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 Yeah. No, that's cognac. No, brandy's going to get you some cognac. Yeah. No, I don't mix my drinks. That was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. She get yeah she gets oh no she gives her some brandy yeah. cognac is the one who gives her the brandy yeah um and she basically uh, begs uh, justice for a job yeah and, and she, there's a did everybody catch the Delorean parked outside it did yeah me yeah. too <laughs> um but yeah she basically says do you want to dance meaning do you want to be a stripper and at and this point she's like uh, she says she says no she says but i'm i'm a waitress i'm like i'm a singer i don't need a singer i can be a waitress and she's like okay and she basically says can you handle it because as weird as this may sound the girls who have all the respect in this club are the girls who are up on stage mm. but cuz the girls who are the ones on the floor, who are the ones in the waitresses, they're the ones who have a tendency to get touched mm-hmm. without their consent. They're getting slapped and groped and, and all, those all this other, other stuff. That whereas do it, that is not okay. Whereas the girls who are up on stage, they're the ones who are not allowed to be touched. They're the ones who are yes, they're taking their clothes off, but they are the ones who are not allowed to be touched. So, as weird as that might sound. She will get more respect up on stage, but Sherry doesn't want to take her clothes off. Yeah, that's this, at this point she's still got a little too much. I guess we call it pride mm. to go pride, to, to go through with it. Self respect. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that there is there is no self respect for people who do take their clothes off on stage. Yeah, honestly, I, mean, I think you have <laughs> you may have more self respect taking your your clothes off on stage. Mm-hmm. Because if you can do that, it's more power to you. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can't, and that's on me. No one else. Um. So you know what? I I don't judge anybody. Um. But Sherry Sherry is not comfortable with it. No, she's she's got she's, a little too much. I think yeah. I think we just safely say it's like a little too much pride still. Yeah. At this point, to. Do that. So she starts, you know, waiting tables and getting and groped. Getting groped and then throwing the drinks the, in people's faces, which good for her. Yeah, but at the end of the day, she gets paid, but not nearly as not much as, as the Not as much as the girls on stage. Um, meanwhile, while that's going on, you've got our uh, our, our male lead. Mm. Uh, going through the process. Drew going of, through the process of trying to get signed. Yeah, signed to a record deal, and he's got the whole Wolfgang von Colt thing going on, and, you know, Paul's yeah, the, like, yeah, we're going to go with this image, and... He's got the long hair and the earring and no shirt on, and... But and, it's 87, and, and Rock is... They want to push pop. Yeah, Rock is... Is dying. Kind of dying. And yeah. boy bands are, are hitting yeah. the stage right now. You go... Can you rap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've got the the any way you want it. That's the way you need it going yeah. on. Um, so uh, unfortunately for our uh, our main character Drew here, he's going to a salon to get a haircut. Oh, and he, he is in. He looks like he is in such pain getting them locks cut. 
Yeah, he's that's got, the worst of it. It's like oh, he's got oh, pretty oh, hair. Oh, no. He's got he's got very pretty brown curly hair. But he gets it cut down into a uh, Mark Paul Gossler kind of. Sort of Mark Paul Gosler. It's actually it's more brown. of a. It's brown, obviously, rather than blonde. I was gonna say it's more of a Marky Mark sort of haircut, honestly. Well, because then, because then he's like the uh, the the lead lead dude of the Z guys. Oh yes. god! He joins a boy band, mm-hmm. uh, a Joshy Z, a four person boy band, which is funny because if you think about it. All the boy bands in the early 90s and the late 80s, because I'm, I'm looking at you, new kids on the block. Five. Yeah, That's yeah. right, Nick. Nick is giving me uh, five the, fingers. Didn't yes. they all have four? I don't know. No, they had five. They had five? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck I know that off the top of my head. I don't know why you know that off the top of your head, because I was yeah. never, I was not a Menudo fan. No. So. No, well, they didn't all know that came from uh, Ricky Martin sprouted out of yes. that. Uh, but there were four others, and he was the short one. 98 Degrees had four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. did O-Town. Yeah. So did yeah. O-Town. Yeah. Don't ask me yeah, why I know but, these things. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is, the part that just cringe was the jackets. Yeah. You know, it was like just the weirdest. Those, those yeah. shirts with the patterns, like, like, yeah. it was like out of Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Now, I, one of the standout memories of being very, very, very young around this time, I was I was put into because of issues that I had as a child into special needs classes for a little while. Okay. And lucky enough, you know, God rest her soul, and my kindergarten teacher Miss Winyowski noticed that he's like, this kid does not need it and fought the school board to get me out of there. Good. So I remember distinctly Getting, like, there was this machine that was in the kindergarten class, and they would pull people out of there and just kind of, like, play around with it for, just to kind of show that, like, yeah, he doesn't need these classes. Like, bring him in here, and, like, we could socialize him, and we'll see, he'll be fine. Yeah. And with the principal watching, and there was this machine that would, you put a paper plate down, and it would spin the paper plate, would lock it in, spin it around real fast. Yeah. And the problem was, is this one really broken? What you do is you'd, like... Pour paint on it, and it would make weird. I know stuff. exactly. What yeah, you're doing. so yep. it's like if if anyone who is a '90s kid like myself would remember this, but yep. I have very distinct memory of this thing would not lock the plate in enough, and eventually what would happen is it would fly out and hit someone <laughs> out of <laughs> nowhere. So it just all of a sudden it did, and it flew out. It hit me in the chest. I was wearing a white T-shirt, and I swear to this day that it looked exactly like one of those jackets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just random. It's just like, but the design of this, how the freak did they come up with this? Uh, probably with the exact same thing that yeah, you were talking about. Yeah, or just something like paint slammed in it. Like, oh, yeah, I got it. It's a fashion statement. Jackson Pollock. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, it's a fashion statement. We got this, man. Weird colors, man. Yep. And I just, I, I never understood why those bold ass colors were 90s. I used or to so have, much, or how that I, came to I be. I don't know. I wish yeah. I could tell you. I don't yeah. know. I used to have a pair of bright yellow pants with mm. those kinds of mm. uh, like designs all over them yeah. that I would wear with another bright yellow shirt that says Bo Nose. Yeah. Do you remember that that ad campaign? I do. Bo no. Nose baseball, Bo Nose whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I never I owned any of them, but yes. I... Don't care about sports, never have, never will. Yeah. But yet, for some reason, I had this shirt. 
And it was like four sizes too big for me because that was the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember bum equipment and bum equipment uh, having those obnoxiously vibrant colors yeah. and yeah. things like that. Uh, or everyone um, had that swooshy starter duh. See, I, still, I, I still have that starter jacket. Yeah. It's, oh, at, I, it's at I, my parents. I yeah. had one. Yeah. What what team? Oh, I had one for uh, I had it for the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, uh, see, mine was. So I was specifically because of the yeah. Mighty Ducks, though. Mine yeah. was the Seattle Supersonics because yeah. I was obsessed with Seattle. Oh, and I, I, I had the Magic. Yeah. I had the Orlando Magic yeah. as well. Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why. Who knows? I Charlotte had the Hornets. Seattle it's... Supersonics, and every time I wore it, yeah. this one kid from in my class, Tim Crotto, would come up behind me with the, with the logo go do 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 do. You know the Fraser thing? Yes. Because oh, their, their okay. old logo was the yes, Seattle yes, Skyline. Yes, yes, right, right. In a, in a Damn. That's Damn. so funny. Wow. Wow. Oh, scrambled yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the 90s. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer's an asshole. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, but anyway. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. during this whole time as well, um, you've got uh, Stacey Jacks, who is... Um, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Stacy Jacks, who is Stacy Jacks? You've got yeah. Stacy Jacks being drunk. You've got uh, the mayor and his wife still going bananas trying to... <laughs> trying to, like... Trying to take down everybody yeah. uh, on the strip. And it's And, and it's, it's working. To, it's starting to work. And yes. you've got, uh, um... Uh... Dennis and, uh... Lonnie. And Lonnie together, basically going. He like, Dennis is going to lose everything. Yeah. Um, so you've got all of these guys doing their own things, and finally, at one point, uh, Sherry just realizes that she can't. She can't. She can't continue doing what she's doing, and yeah. she's going to have to. She has to make a choice: either go home yeah. or. Oh, she's going home. Yeah. She's going to have to go home. But the only way she's going to be able to do that is she's going to make more money. Yeah. And the only way to make more money is to get up on stage. So yeah. she makes the decision to get up on stage. And I'm going to be honest here. She's more clothed when she's a stripper than she is as a waitress. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it, she's, yeah. she's got more on. Which, There's a, okay. a line that Mary J. Blige says that really, really struck me. Mm. And it said, you know, you don't do things for money, you do it for love, and love got up and walked away a while ago. A long time ago. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. ooh that, that's pretty heavy. Well, when you, you think that. about of yeah. where she is right now yeah. and where she's working. Yeah. The place where she is right now, you don't walk into a strip club because of love. No. No, no. But it's still, it, it hurt. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like that, but you could... Put that in any, any yeah. anywhere, anywhere, and you're like, oof, like, yep. yeah, it'll, it's 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 yeah, that's yeah, it, it's heavy. Yeah, yep. yeah, especially in where I work in my day job, where I work mm-hmm. at, I work at a clinic, and um, he, you know, hearing that, and you know, I work at a clinic that's a nonprofit, and it's well known for mm-hmm. not paying. It doesn't pay well. You know, for particular jobs, and you know, hopefully, we can change that at some point. Mm-hmm. But we want to try to see something happen, right? Um, but when you see that, you do more for love than you do with money. And then there are some times where you see some patients, and you're like, okay, love walked out a while a back. Long time ago. 
You know, like, yep. like that, that was super, that, that, hit. yeah, that, that hit me, that hit, hit me. Hit a little hit, close to home. Yeah, but the, um, the Every Rose Has Its Thorn bit, I think, is one of my, uh, my second favorite. Yeah. Besides that one, I mean, that, that song, I think, is very overplayed. Oh, very much so. In, in my opinion, but it, you see that, it's like, like. But that setup was really good because yeah. it's. But besides, on the on the dating show Rock of Love, Brett Michaels brought that up almost twice an episode. What every rose has its thorn. Yeah, he's like, oh, I wrote a song called Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Oh don't my be, gosh, don't be up, the bro. thorn in my side. Like, one of the contestants no. who got kicked out, she's like, you wrote that song in the fucking eighties. Get over it, bro. <laughs> like, did you, did you write anything new and then just walked off? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, yeah, like they, they know where they are. Burn. Yeah, they know where they are. Yay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, it, it, speaking of that particular song, yeah. though, um, yeah. we're heading heading in that direction anyway. Yeah. Um, Stacy Jacks, because we got to bring him up because that's where this is heading. Because mm. um, again, we watched the yeah. non theatrical release release where you watched the theatrical release. So you didn't right. get the you didn't get, but we showed you the scene. Yeah, um, like a hurricane. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay, so. This where this scene falls. Yeah, we watched this. Was this supposed to be Constance and Stacy? No, no. Or? no. Okay, this was uh, uh, Sherry and Stacy. This is Sherry. Oh. And, yes, it's this Sherry and Stacy. Yeah. Um, when Sherry gets up on stage, um, uh, during the uh, "Every Rose Has Its Thorn," yeah, um, scene before that, basically, uh. Joshy Z. Mm. Joshy Z. Kebby Z. Jo- and the other guy, Joey's. Joey Z. Yeah. The fact that you said Jossy Z just now made me laugh. <laughs> I tried to say Josh, I know. but it just it it's came out Joss. Force of habit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So, um. Josh. <laughs> Inside joke. Oh, um. Yeah, so uh, so our male lead, he uh, he goes to the Hollywood sign because he's you know missing Sherry. Sherry goes to the Hollywood sign because you know she's missing uh, her dignity. She's <laughs> she's missing everything. Yeah, um, but she runs into uh, she runs into Drew there, and, and they uh, they kind of have a who's worse off fight. Uh, just like I'm a I'm a stripper, and he's like I'm in a boy band. I'm in a boy band. And she's like long pause. You win. You win. <laughs> But they have a, you know, basically they have the talk they should have had directly after uh, well, after. Should have, they have the talk they should have had like weeks ago in, in movie terms? Yes. Whereas you know, oh, did you uh, basically did you sleep with Stacy Jacks? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. You didn't? No. No. Yeah. I love. Fucked. And then she says the, I was in love with you, yeah. which is what she should have said that night. Right. Moron. But um. Oh, they're both stupid. Yes, they both are. Because they're both young. Yeah, they're both kids. Kids Um, are dumb. But, yeah. So, he says... He basically says, hey, can we start over? And she doesn't give him a yes or no. She just says that she's going home. Um, And she kind of leaves him at that. But she does say where she's working. Um, He goes to the Tower Records to kill some time. Because he's supposed to be having his first gig. Which is going to be... At the Bourbon Room. At the Bourbon Room, because... Opening for Stacy Jacks. 
Paul, as being his slimy asshole self again, has lied to Dennis, saying that he can get Stacy Jacks as his as his opening. As yeah. his opening, and you know it'll, it'll save everything. We have we have forgotten one thing. Earlier that same day, the article <laughs> the article for Rolling Stone has come out. Mm. <laughs> and uh, oh, oh my god, it's a it's, oh, this is one of the again. This is one of the best scenes. Okay, so the article for, for Rolling Stone has come out, and Stacy has read the article, and he shows up at Paul's office. And when he Paul he's, walks into his office, his office office is wrecked. Um, and there's Heyman hey dressed man. like a dressed like an admiral, and he's since, dressed like Muammar Gaddafi. He is. Yep. Uh, and since we have, not, I forget, we have not mentioned what Heyman uh, is. Heyman is, hey uh, is a baboon. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Stacy is laying on the couch, uh, while with the article like laying on his face, yeah. and uh, basically uh, he kind of tells Paul to read the article, and Paul starts reading the article, and the monkey is still wrecking his his uh, his office as Paul starts reading the article out loud. <laughs> All jumpily, he's like, yo. Um, uh, and he gets to the part where he finds out that uh, he took all of the proceeds from the bourbon room. Yeah, and they walked away with almost all of With all, all of, of the proceeds from the mm-hmm. bourbon room that night. And that's why Stacy is pissed. Yeah, he could because, care less about everything else. Yeah, because Stacy made a promise to Dennis. Yeah. And he didn't keep that promise. And so he's angry. <sighs> and so he wants to know if that part is true or not. And in the slimiest corpo speak you have ever heard, it's like, I wish it were the truthiness of it mm-hmm. were less, less true yeah. than less it actually than is. Its falsity. He basically says in a roundabout way that, yes, it's true, but he tries to say it in such a way that it doesn't sound like he's saying that it's true. To which Stacy goes over and makes it look like he's going to pour a hundred and fifty-year-old scotch over on Paul's his head. head. To which he says, I'm not, "I would never do that." It's a hundred fifty-year-old scotch. He pops <laughs> off the top of it, unzips his pants, and while he's drinking said scotch, he pees on Paul's leg. And like right on his shoes that he's wearing without socks. Because it's the 80s. There's a few bits that's hilarious. It's every time Tom Cruise points to the monkey and the monkey screams at Paul Germani. Yes. And the look on and this is where <laughs> it, yeah. Every time Paul Germani jumps and the look when Tom Cruise is peeing on his shoes and Kaz looked at it and said it looks like it Looks like if Mario gave up plumbing and become a became a carpet salesman. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, that works. That works so well. Mario gave up plumbing and let the princess just do her own BDSM games with Bowser. Yes. That's I read a little too a little too much into that because she keeps getting captured. She seems to enjoy. It. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So yes. So basically. Stacy grabs, takes the bottle of scotch, takes the monkey, and fires Paul, and walks out. So, fast forward again. Paul has told uh, Dennis that he can get Stacy Jacks on his first, you know, 
solo gig that night but as long as the Z guys open. But it's all it's all a lie it's all to fake. get the Z guys a, a gig, gig so that to uh, shut Drew up. So Drew will stop freaking out. So and there's um the scene where he's on the phone. He's trying to call Constance, and you know he goes, "I have a gig. I have a gig. I have a gig." Well, uh, before if this you're happens, Stacy Jacks. So be- before this happens, right after uh, Stacy leaves Paul's office, he makes a trip to um uh to Venus to Venus yeah. to to the uh, to the Venus Club, which isn't in the isn't in the it's theatrical, not in the theatrical release, it's in the, but it's in the extended release that we have. Yeah, well, yeah, so. he drops the records off. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. no, um, this is Stacy. Stacy. Oh, 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 Tom oh, 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 oh yeah. my bad, my bad. Okay, Stacy, yeah. while holding, I hate to say this too, while holding this hundred and fifty dollar hundred and fifty year bottle of scotch, he drives his motorcycle. To the Venus Club. He walks in, says hello to Justice. Hmm. He's also holding $10,000. Hmm. Walks in, says hi to Venus, and Venus says, Do you see anyone you like? He looks up on stage and he sees Sherry. Yeah. Sherry, whose hair looks an awful lot like Constance's. Yeah. Points at her. And she calls Sherry over and basically tells... Uh, uh, Stacy to wait in yeah. one of the private rooms. Yeah. He goes to the private room. Sherry walks in because he's, uh, she basically says for $10,000 he wants a private uh, whatever. Yeah. And that could mean anything. Yeah. And she says no at first and then she walks in she sees the $10,000 lined up in like four little piles and she looks at the money and she goes... Fuck it. Basically, fuck it. Yeah. And that's when Rocky Like a Hurricane starts to play. Okay. Because he's okay, when, yeah. she, and when she walks in, he's actually on the pole. Yeah. Um. Kind of slowly sliding down. Yeah, slowly, just here. slowly, yeah. slowly turning around. Um. And yeah, they sing Rocky Like a Hurricane yeah. at each other. Yeah. Um. Lots more singing at asses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the very end of it, um, she looks at him, she's actually, like, kind of straddling him, um, and she says to him, very quietly, this is something that neither of us wants. Yeah. And he shakes his head no, and then he actually offers her his hand, and she very gently gets off of him, and, like... He she wraps herself up in a robe and she walks out. And when she gets back to her uh, her little cubicle, she finds out that Drew has dropped off her records. Yeah, the guy who stole them sold them to Tower Records, and he rebought he them. Rebought them for her. Okay, because we were confused on that. Yeah, yeah. The guy who stole her records sold them, and yeah. he found them at Tower Records yeah. and recognized that they were hers because because they have her name on yeah. them yeah. and with little hearts over her eyes, which is how she draws her name. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We were confused on how he found those. That that makes more yeah. sense now. If yeah, if you look, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm each one of the records that are hers. It's they're actually in pink yeah. writing. Is her name with a little heart over her eye. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh. And if, if once you've seen the movie as often as I yeah. have, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah. So when she sees that, she realizes that she wants to be with Drew. And she knows where he's going to be, which is at the bourbon room that night. So she gets dressed and runs to the bourbon room. Meanwhile, right after, you know, Stacy has this, you know, awkward, you know, singing dance thing with uh, with Sherry, he decides he wants to be with Constance, but he can't remember her name. He just knows that she works <laughs> for Rolling Stone magazine. Cinderella. So he calls yeah. he calls Rolling Stone, yeah. gets Gets, uh, um, what's that I can't name? remember his yeah. name, but he is but in Deadpool. Yeah. Scares the living hell out of this guy. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I don't feel like I'm going to get TJ murdered TJ something, yeah. right? TJ Hooker? TJ no. Miller. TJ Miller, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he calls him and basically says, uh, yeah, scares the crap out of him, asks for Cinderella. Um, and he's like... Is one of these things... Wait, what? <laughs> Like she, she stuck her tongue in my ear. I have a gig. Wait, what? Yeah, she stuck her tongue in my ear and she blew my mind. She's <laughs> like, oh, you mean Constance? Yeah. She's <laughs> at, the fact that that pings in his head. Oh, right, her. Yeah. That's the thing she does. <laughs> yeah, like she probably told everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> no shame. I just love the fact she's like, oh, she's yeah, she's at the Stacy Jacks's uh, solo show solo gig. at the Bourbon Room. Up. I have a gig. I have a gig. Are you Stacy Jacks? Hello. Yeah, he just drops oh, the phone, just like, oh yeah, great. great. That doesn't make me feel like like I'm gonna murder. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill tonight. Yeah. And I just think to myself, it's like, don't worry, you'll be with Deadpool soon. It's yeah, fine. He'll take care of you. <laughs> he'll make your life miserable because he's Deadpool and that's what he does. <laughs> You'll be just fine. Everything's gonna be a okay. Yeah, but anyway, you can get Deadpool to to focus on uh, Spider Man. You'll be fine because he'll leave you alone. Yes, <laughs> he loves Peter. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, so then you you know fast forward to the bourbon room, um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, so there's yeah. a bunch of people at the bourbon room mm-hmm. and Z guys are gonna. Perform and uh, <laughs> but this then, crowd does but, not like it. But right now we get the we're not going to take it medley. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, because, you know, right beforehand you've got all the women from the loser group. Um, and the nuns and priests and like Republicans. And I swear and to God, one of those nuns looks a hell of a lot like uh, Paul Rubin. Uh, one of them looks a lot, a lot like Paul Rubin. Who knows? Michael Sarah might be in the crowd again. <laughs> I looked through all the cast. I couldn't see him in there, but no. it's possible he's completely uncredited. It's it's. I don't know. It just looks like him. Yeah. But anyway, um, so you've got that. You've got a, a whole bunch of people who are there protesting, and a whole bunch of people who are there not protesting. Counter protesting. Yeah, and you've and got a ton of people who are just there to see Stacey Jackson's for a solo show. Yep. So you've got people running back and forth, and you've got um. You've got Lonnie, who is finally starting to figure out who Patricia Whitmore looks like. So he grabs Arsenal's uh, live at the live at the Bourbon from 1978, I think. Seventy-seven, seventy-eight. I don't remember exactly. But he opens it up, and sure enough, there's a picture of someone who looks an awful lot like Patricia Whitmore. Yeah, and. There's one great bit with this scene where they're doing the medley back and forth, and Will Forte as the 
as the as the yes. uh, as the newsman going back and forth, capturing them with the holding the microphone up to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean that man is criminally underrated. He really is. He's very yeah. funny. He's uh, very very funny man. Um, but yeah, he's running back and forth trying to get you know the scoop between we built the city, um, and we're not going to take it. Yes. <laughs> that's the that's the Minecraft version. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so Lonnie runs out and he's like, basically saying, "Here's the here's uh, the mayor's wife, yeah. yo, uh, ready to gargle uh, Stacy Jax's body porridge." I believe is what he calls it. Is <laughs> is I I'm pretty sure that's what he calls it's it. One of those like we almost fell off the couch, but everything Russell Brand said in this movie was hilarious. Yes. And I'm not even sure if it's just written that way or if he just came out with it because it's just it's the way it's Russell just, Brand talks. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, or the way that he put it there, he said that I'm like, okay, the, the, this is the point that I saw right at the very beginning. Yes. Like this was Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm like, okay, she right from Ward One. Yep. Like, okay, she slept with uh, Tom Cruise's character way back when, and yep. he ditched her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is the personal and vendetta. This is, this is why she's yeah. so angry. This Bitter is what happened. Yeah, this is what happened. You pick it up right from down. I don't really give a shit. I still love it. Yeah. What's really yeah. funny, too, is the fact that when this happens, yeah. um, the mayor, uh, Brian Cranston's character, yeah. he's, he's you know, with his mistress watching this on the news. And then he sees this, and he falls off the couch <laughs> because he's in such shock. And it's like you didn't know this about your own wife. Yeah, that's yeah. hysterical. Uh, it's the funny thing is Alec Baldwin's character even said earlier on that he used to be one of his best customers. Right. So like they crossed paths. They at must some have point. at yeah. some point and didn't even know it. Yeah, at some point. So like you gotta know. Right. At something or conversations came up or at but some time. But he had, time. but he had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> like he had no clue that his wife was yeah. like this. That's hysterical. <laughs> So they're either their their bedroom life was extremely boring, yeah, or it's about to get a hell of a lot better, yeah, you know, or that's true. It's never really said, right? Yeah, yeah. and afterwards, when you see her after she's changed, you know, yeah, at the very end, yeah. You know, well, it's she's like, kind of in, in disguise. Yeah. She's in disguise, but she's obviously back to the way she's wanted to be. Yeah, so she's let go of a lot. At the very end, you can tell. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, uh, at this point, too, is when she's trying to, like, defend herself a little bit, Stacy shows up. He shows up on a motorcycle. And, like, people freak out. And she starts screaming, like, you can't go in there! And he looks at her, and he takes his glasses off. And yeah, he walks up and he grabs her tit, and she's and he's like, "Patty, your tits have held up well." <laughs> and she goes and she like sticks her she, tongue out, and I she's love just it. like shuddering. She yeah, and she's just shuddering like, oh, and like sploosh. yeah, she's shuddering and like like pre orgasm, post orgasm, somewhere in the middle orgasm, and he lets her go. And she just kind of falls back in, like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? And all the women around her are just starting to lose it. Mm -hmm. And she just 
she just falls. It almost looks like she falls over because she's this like she's you, done for. This is what you call a swoon. Yeah, she's she's a done real for. Swoon. There's nothing else she can do because she has just basically lost it. Yeah, because Stacy has fucking ruined her. And then, but Stacy walks into the uh, into the club looking for Constance. Looking for Constance, but he gets. Uh, he, he spots of, her, and he's going to cross to go like you. Is, and he, and he just this is gets, so funny, because he walks in, just gets tackled, and he sees her, he points at her, goes to walk towards her, and then gets, you know, basically swallowed yep, <laughs> by a girl. Tackled by a groupie. And the girl is kissing her. This is, this is, honest to God, this is the best acting right here, to me anyway. Is Tom Cruise's acting right here? Because he's just because like, wait, no, just hang there's on. There's a woman <clears throat> basically making out with him. His eyes are wide open, looking at uh, uh, Constance. Constance, and he—he's <laughs> not even touching this girl. This girl is making out with him, and he's looking at her like, yeah. I can't move. And he's like, the hand gestures and the, and the, and the, and the looks and the just, just one, he's like one, one second, one second, one, and second. she's just like eh, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he lets her. Finally, he lets her go. She falls on the ground. He continues to walk on. <laughs> to me, it's it's one of the funniest bits of acting right here is the fact that he just continues to do it like he, there's nothing he can do about it. And moving on. <laughs> So, he yeah. walks over to her and he says, "Open your mouth," and which is really kind of threatening, <laughs> depending on how you're taking it. But it's really funny when he does. And then she opens it, and she then she opens oh, it wider. Oh, oh, oh. Now here's the thing that okay, because this is me, and I was obsessed with Tom Cruise for the longest time. I have noticed that most of the time when Tom Cruise does a kissing scene, he uses tongue, and this is not a lie. Yeah, and I, I I noticed that too. He does. He uses yes. he does. Yeah. He uses his tongue yeah. a lot. Now, this is not a complaint. <laughs> um at least for me, it is not a complaint. It is just something that I have I have observed. Um and this is repeatedly. He kept rewinding that part of the tape. I was a young girl. <laughs> I make no excuses because boys do weird shit too. Why does this part of the tape work? Look, hey, you don't want to know. Things change to DVDs after a certain point, and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. But yeah, he does. He uses tongue a lot. So him using tongue in this particular scene is not that big big of a surprise. Stacy Jacks using tongue in this particular scene makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and the two of them basically start going at it like, uh, you know, dogs in heat. So basically just destroying the bathroom. Yeah. The, the, the bathroom scene, the two of them wrecking the bathroom is pretty hysterical. And they're like on the ground all over each other and they're getting condoms rained on them. And I'm just like, the fact that condoms get rained on them is, is hysterical, especially at the very end of the movie. Uh, but, considering yeah. how pregnant she is at the very end of the movie. Yeah. So while this is happening, um, the Z-Guys are up doing are getting, their thing yeah, are, and getting straight up booed off the stage. And eventually, um, eventually Drew can't take it anymore. And he spots Sherry in the crowd and sees that she, you know, she's got the records and they like, kind of have like this. 
yeah. kind of no words kind of communication thing and he just bails he off, stage. off stage and goes yeah. directly to her and, and the rest of the rest of the band is still trying to do their thing and like eventually they're like trying to dodge around security as they're getting bottles and shit I, yeah I just wanted to call back to a few weeks back because the joke I made when seeing this I'm like too bad they can't wrap the theme to Rawhide <laughs> Rawhide yep. yeah. or something right? about her. <laughs> Does anybody know Twenty One Jump Street? I thank God every day that I know In the words, words to, to Enter Sandman. <laughs> very underrated movie, Josie and the Pussycats. Which is very, very underrated. So much better than it has any right to be. The one with Tara Reid. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. The day. Very underrated yeah. movie, but yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, so Drew Drew escapes the the boy bandism, runs over to Sherry, gives her a kiss. She's like, "You got to get rid of this," and get like takes that horrific jacket off of him. Yeah. Leaves him with a just a black tank top. Yeah, yeah where they kiss, and she goes, "Your new band sucks." <laughs> that was great. He's at like, "I point, know." At this yeah. point, Lonnie and Drew show up, and they start yelling at Drew. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie and Dennis, sorry, Dennis. Show up, they start yelling at Drew, and there's just a whole lot of chaos happening. And then Kevin Nash comes out of nowhere with "Hey Man," yep. yeah. and just basically hands a note <laughs> and like ten thousand fucking dollars. No, $50,000 to Dennis. Oh, oh, he just gives until it hurts. No, oh, Stacey Jacks. And then Heyman punches out Paul, which is fucking great. Yeah. And that was Kaz's great, great favorite part. It's like, oh, I didn't expect somebody to be punched by a monkey and deserve it. Yeah. Yep. He's fully deserved it. And I, and I love Drew's the fact that he looks at him and he's like, thanks, hey man. I'm like, yeah. So they're trying to get the, um, they're basically trying to get the crowd back because they're straight up, like, just throwing bottles and booing and, like, the last member of the Z guys is trying to it's dodge security so trying to dance on stage yeah. and everything's going wrong. And he's like, well, if these people want all, all, all their all money want, back, I'm screwed. Funds, I'm still screwed. And that's and when uh, Sherry, uh, Sherry has up. snuck up on stage. She sneaks up on stage and starts singing Don't Stop Believing. It's just like, oh, thank God it's back. We can't just, <laughs> like, start the song and then not finish it. That's, a, that's shit that that's happens. That's just blasphemy. Yeah. That's shit that happens at work. Yeah. Like, it'll come on the radio, and then it'll be like, hey, can we do a service talk? It's like, no, finish the song, then service talk. <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> I get you. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so she's uh, she starts singing it, and uh, he uh, yeah. he continues with it because they they've got a wireless mic at this point. Yeah. Yep, they get up on stage and they're singing it, and like Stacy Jacks in the in the bathroom on top of Constance hears the song and like this is it. This is the this is what I've been trying to find. Yeah, and it's kind of like the hey Marvin, it's your cousin <laughs> <laughs> kind of situation. <laughs> That sound I've been looking for. Listen, well, listen to, to this. this, and yeah, it basically the the song finishes as we kind of cut to a concert, a giant Arsenal concert where he's stayed with his band, and like the and Arsenal they, is they're doing like a huge stadium show, and, and he brings out his very special, you know, special friends, Von Colt. They're yeah, only called so, Von yeah. Colt now, yeah, and Von it's Colt the two of them, and Sherry and. Um, 
Sherry and Drew. and Drew are, you know, on stage with them, and you know, off in the side is uh, is Constance, and she is heavily pregnant. And we see, and she and she's like rocking out though. She's heavily yeah. pregnant, but she's doing like the horns. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, she's still loving herself. And I yeah. think you, know, you see the smile on Stacy Jacks. Yeah, he's very very like, happy. Okay, this is he's he's smiling a and he life. looks yeah. he looks straight. Content. Like he looks like he's yeah. serene. Yeah. Not even no. I want to say that he doesn't look like he's drunk. Like yeah. he's he's not high. He's Good not point. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's sober. Yeah. Um. And in the crowd, because you know this is the end of the movie, so there has to be a medley. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How <laughs> Mary J. Blige got picked up on the microphone yeah. very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she's rose in. Yep. Yeah. Yep, but yeah, so you've got you've got Mary J. Blige who sings, you know, her part, and then yeah. you've got um, Dennis and and Lonnie. Yeah, and you've got who, who have found like love for each other throughout. Uh, oh yeah, throughout the song, I for, we forget their about own. their uh, their small little love affair that they have, which is kind of adorable. Yeah. Um, they yeah that they have a uh, the, they've a relationship. Together. They've, they've been, been together, together for a long time for so long, and neither one of them really like understood it, but it's been like kind of boiling under the surface, and eventually they just kind of like, it turned into a boys' yeah. love comic. It's fine. Yeah. They're just like, it's too busy falling in love. And Chico's like, well, all right then, yeah. boss. Whatever yeah. you want. Okay, well, what do I, talk to, what do I tell the bear guy? Yeah. <laughs> I tell him I'll be there in five minutes. I've been busy. I'm busy. Falling, falling, falling in love. In love. Okay, okay, boss. Okay, boss. <laughs> Chico is a great character, yeah. too. He's just like the like the other guy, another guy that works at, uh, at the bourbon room. And at one point, he sneaks up on Drew. And Drew's like, ah, Jesus. And Chico's like... No, I'm Chico. Jesus is my brother. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, but yeah, so we've got yeah, you've got the two of them singing, and then you see. Um, I said Chico, not Chino. Calm down. You see, uh, Patty. Yeah. Like she's, come, like sneak up, uh, taking her seat, and she's got like a thing of popcorn. I think. Yeah, she's very. Like, yeah, she's, like, she's, wearing, she's like wearing a trench coat yeah. with sunglasses. Not a trench coat. She's wearing a she's wearing a leather bustier. Yeah, with oh, right, right, fishnets. Right. Yeah, very like Judas Priest look. Extremely. Yeah. But yeah, but she's she's rocking it. Yeah. Um, but you could definitely tell that she's embraced her. Yeah. Uh, her former self. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah we, we don't know what ends up happening with her husband. Doesn't so. matter. Yeah. She's yeah. she's extremely happy with herself right now. So yeah. that's all that matters, at least to me. Exactly. <laughs> so. And yeah. so that's the end of the movie. We finally get the, the finish of Don't Stop Believing. Yep. And yeah. and it's, a, it's like, I'm okay now. It's like, they finished the song. It's okay. <laughs> yep. And no one hates baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke for Kaz and I. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the end of Rock of Ages. Yeah. And right. it, to me, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah. it flopped in the theaters, but you know what? So did a lot of other movies that turned out to be like yeah. cult classics. I'm not saying this is going to end up being one or if it even is one at this yeah. point. I just find but it, I enjoy. I, I yeah. find it a fun movie. A lot, a lot of more actually. The one I, um, if you don't mind, I want to close this episode later. Yeah. But absolutely. Um, but the one we're doing next week was actually a flop at first. Really? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay. And we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. first, let's take a quick little break. We'll uh, learn a little bit about Forty Forty One Media. Come back to some fantasy casting. Yes. Yes. Because I came up with one earlier. Yeah. And then I lost it. Yeah. And now I want to try to get it back. Okay. So... 
Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And we're back. And I still can't remember what my fantasy casting was. Yeah, so I just want to read one thing before we get started that uh, Kaz asked me to read. Yes. um, About the closing thought on musicals or something. And this was actually kind of interesting. So uh, I wonder if uh, if musicals can fall under Uncanny Valley and it turns uh, some people off. I mean, I can can see that. Or like singing a song about feelings comes off as trying too hard, very artificial. And perhaps it makes characters come off a bit less sincere. Mm. Or sing-songy voices are often associated with talking down to people, like talking down to babies or pets. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it can rub them off, the, rub some in the wrong way. Okay. And I, mean, I can I can yeah. sort of see it. This yeah. this particular this particular movie. Yeah. Since it's all like established songs, yeah. and it's not like you know just. I think yeah, something like like last week with Rebo. Yeah. That's more of a just bursting into song in the middle of, you know, the street sort of thing. Right. That can come off, like, weird and uncanny valley thing. So I can definitely, I can see that. That I, that I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And there are some that just do it, um, that do it right and do it well. Like, we've seen uh, one of the greatest musicals we ever saw was um, uh, the uh, South, I cannot remember the name of it, but the South Park uh, play with about the Mormons. Oh, um, uh, the, the book, book, book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the book of Mormon itself did it really well. Where they had a um, really funny thing called Spooky Mormon Hell Dream, and where the, where the camp counselor is walking around in fedoras, and you know, then the whole thing ends, and the guy wakes up, and he was, I had a weird Spooky Mormon Hell Dream, and the the camp counselor goes, Was I in it? <laughs> yeah, it just was one of those. It's really, really funny when it's done right, but we've also seen a lot of it where it's done wrong. Mm-hmm. Where it just all of a sudden there's a song and it goes through things, and some of the others uh, plays that we've seen. Um, and as much as I really enjoyed it, some one of them that didn't do it quite right, but in a funny way, was Avenue Q. Now, see, yeah. I love Avenue Q, but yeah. I, I yeah. think the the weird awkwardness of it is part of the appeal. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. like what they're yeah. going for. Yeah, yeah. I agree, but if you see something like that, it's just, you know, that's where you got to be in the right mood for it. Yes. Yeah. You know, there was one play that Kaz and I saw was called Something Rotten. And it'll probably never be around ever again. I think they tried to revive it, but due to COVID, it got shut down again. Okay. But it's two brothers who are in Shakespearean times who write and host plays, but they're a block away from where Shakespeare has his office. Okay. So they hire a soothsayer and a psychic to try to come up with Shakespeare's next play first. Oh. And then, but the, the, the guy who predicts Shakespeare's next play only hears half of it. Oh. So they come up with a play called Omelette instead of, ha- 
<laughs> Instead of Hamlet. Oh my god. Something, something rotten. It's yeah. eggs. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> and there's a whole song about eggs, but Shakespeare is like the biggest douchebag asshole around. Oh, that's not so With the level of fame he, event- yeah. he got in his own lifetime, yeah. you can imagine it yeah. would have went to his head. No, but there's one of the great lines where he's like this girl who's just like almost ready to faint. He grabs her hand and kisses it. He's like, Yes, darling, this is happening. Feel free to faint. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, just like, that's fucking funny. Uh, that's one that did it right, too. But um, we do have uh, fantasy casting. Um, I say the, I would say I just yeah. got to point in with the yeah. musicals. I think the last musical either of us saw yeah. was Wicked. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was fifth. Was it a fifth anniversary? Oh, that was our first, honey. That was our first. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. But yeah. It was the paper anniversary yeah. and we got tickets. Ah, okay. So yeah, oh, if you get <laughs> And then for our ninth anniversary, we got COVID. Yeah. Yes. But uh yeah, so uh if you ever get a chance, Just go see Wicked. One. It's yeah. so good. Wicked yeah. is a good one. Yeah. It is. It's fun. Yeah. What was one or two? I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it twice. Yeah. The first time I went as like a family thing, and I was kind of like, I don't want to go see a musical. Musicals are stupid. Broadway. Yeah. And I'm walking out of the theater, going defying gravity, like singing. <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, you got me. <laughs> oh, uh, it's my husband, everybody. Yeah. A walking contradiction. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a good song for Green Day, by the way. Yeah. No. Do as I say, not as I do. Cause the shit's so deep you can't walk. I away. forgot all about that song. Yep, it's on Nimrod, yeah. one of my one of my favorite albums. Yeah, but actually, I had that actually, for a while too. Is that Nim- yeah, Nimrod. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. No, I had Nimrod as well. All right. So the um, uh, so yeah, uh, so fancy casting. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with one from Kaz mm-hmm. actually. Because uh, we said this right through the entirety of it is Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia to replace Russell Brand. Okay. And if you haven't seen the new uh, season, yeah. there's a uh, there's you know the later seasons like Mac, you know, has always kind of been you know like what is his sexuality? Yes. And then you know one of the second to last seasons is where he realizes he's gay, but then you know his the next season he tries to like figure out what to do with that mm-hmm. like is it going to be the identity and then they're in ireland and he decides he's going to become a priest and he's like okay well i'll be a priest and you know at least i'll serve god and i don't have to you know i don't have to hide my shame or whatever mm-hmm. and you know he's like well this guy you know we have one of our priests here who will teach you and they do this slow-mo turn and this guy takes off his hat and he's like no way i'm gonna be near that dude that dude's fucking hot i'm gonna bang him in five minutes <laughs> like, it's just like it, every single thing Russell Brand said, Rob McHenry would say. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, right. and it just to say, yeah, That's twenty-one. Yeah, it do. just it would fit perfectly, and just even the lines where look at it, like the uh, um, Von Colt Lane is like, no, you're not. It's not better. It's <laughs> not, not better at all. Von Colt. Von Colt. It's not an improvement. No, it's not an improvement at all. What are you doing? What are you? Freaking doing here. For God's sake. That's still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to remember what the ah uh, I mentioned it earlier in the episode. Yeah. The 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 
fantasy casting I had. I'm going to remember it at four <laughs> in the morning. It's going to pay me back. Oh, yeah. Um, I said it earlier. Now it's <laughs> gone. <laughs> Damn it. And so, yeah, just, you know, if you're trying to remember, the, just just rewind a little bit. Find <laughs> that and then, yeah, that. <laughs> and just to have fun with this one, because we got a one member of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, I'm going to put Danny DeVito in and replace Alec Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say it could either be Alec Baldwin or Paul Giamatti, but I and I'd that does not hit. Yeah. Uh, I'd still rather I'd rather see him as Dennis than yeah. Paul. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito's actually a really good guy, and he is. like he he's good at playing like slime balls. Yeah. But he he himself is a is an amazing dude. Yes. Like uh, during what was it Matilda? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He, he yeah. basically took care of was of it Ma- Mara Wilson? Mara, yeah, Wilson. Mara Wilson. Yeah. He basically took care of her and helped yeah. like helped her out and all that while her, while mom, her mom was, was sick. Was sick. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, Danny DeVito is a good dude. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, um, he, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, those are my fantasy casting. You, you got any? It would be. I don't know. Um, I don't know who I'd replace. Is the thing. I'd want to swap out anybody. I had a good one. Oh, that's gonna bug me now. All right, I'm I mean, trying to remember who you said. That's the thing. Yeah. And I can't really scrub back in the recording until after we're done, so... <laughs> hmm. Or you can... Or you can edit it right at the very end. <laughs> just kinda, that was the guy! Holy after shit! After the credits! I remember! <laughs> no. uh, okay, I think that... I mean, that's all I got right now, because my brain's just not, not working. Like, the... The the casting in this absolutely works. Like uh, Tom Cruise oh, yeah, did a wanna... phenomenal job with yeah, this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to replace him. Like you know, Tom Cruise did a phenomenal job, and even though Alec Baldwin may have hated it, it's like he still did a good job. Dennis is a fun character, and there's just this movie had like the scenes in it that I really love. Like there's something about the the aesthetic of a club or a bar yeah. during the day. Yeah. Like when it's closed and there's actual sunlight coming through and you can see the actual grind yeah. in the place. Yeah. There's something about that aesthetic I love and any movie that has that. I agree like with This you. one has it. Um, there's uh, in a few few scenes in the birdcage had that same, you know, aesthetic. It's like the club but during the day yeah. sort of thing. I just, I love that aesthetic. I don't know what I'm trying to get at here. It's just... Oh, yeah, like you, like you're, you're seeing a little bit behind the you're curtain. Like the, exactly. Like the behind yeah, the scenes. yeah yes. a little bit behind the curtain. Yeah, I agree. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, I, I like this movie as is. Yeah. Which I can. Is the reason I picked it. <laughs> well, it's the reason why we picked Rob McCurley is, um, you know, it's because it just it sticks out, but it doesn't really change anything. Yeah. Uh, but I think the story itself is very decent, and it really mm-hmm. did surprise me. You know, because I, I, I'll be very honest, I sat down wanting to hate it. Really? You know, yeah. wanting to hate it at first, and then when I hear Paradise City, and okay, the nostalgia starts kicking in in my mm-hmm. teenage years. Yeah, because it's like, this, this like, music, okay, you, you, it, can't, you can't it, hate this music. No, 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 you really can't, but... 
Um, my only real complaint is they kind of like left me with uh, yeah. um, "Don't Stop Believing" blue balls for a while. <laughs> but they eventually, they eventually, they, they fix they, it. Though. Yeah, they fix it. <laughs> well, I think that's the whole point of that, though, is yeah. that they they leave that in there like that. Because they want you to wait for it. Yeah. I just remember in the theater, it's just like, and it goes on and on. I'm like, ah, why? <laughs> I think everybody, because we, we went to see that. We didn't go by ourselves. We went with like five people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think we all had that reaction when we saw it in theaters. Because <laughs> I remember sitting there with, uh, we went with our, a couple of our friends. We went with Liza, who has yep. been on the show. Yep. And she, even she was just like, ah. Oh, come on. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Damn it, movie! Beautiful. Yes. Ah, oh. uh, well. No, I like it as is. Yeah. but that's just it. I, I and now I got I, Paradise City yeah. in my head. Yeah. Uh, no, I think um, you mind if I no, wrap this go up? for okay. it. All right, so we want to turn, you know, turn the uh, turn the bus around completely. Um, one of the things we've done with Movie Theater Time Machine lately, we've covered a lot of new. So yes, yeah, we got um, to let the machine cool down. Yeah, we're going to cool down and we're going to actually go. We're going to turn around and we're going to go straight to the classics. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. April, we're exploring AFI 100. So I picked up five movies that we're going to go through. Uh, the first one is being the great 1942 Casablanca. Uh, right. You know, as you're hearing, as time goes by right now on the back. Play it again, uh, Sam. Yeah, and this movie is very, very, very near and dear to my heart and also is a big family thing for me. Um, about last month, and um, I don't want to end this on a downer, but um, I will tell you just why, why we're doing this month the way we're doing it. Um, speaking directly to listeners. Late February 2022, uh, we lost our pretty much our original fan of Movie Theater Time Machine, and one of the biggest inspirations was my grandmother. So these five movies are five of her favorites, and I believe personally, if you really want to give tribute, you give tribute, you put it out in the universe, and somehow, some way, it finds it back to the person you're giving tribute to. And I can't think of any better way of somebody who was a humongous Hollywood buff. Yeah. Um, and the reason why we have our sign off the way we do. <laughs> um, and um, um, a tremendous Hollywood buff to go through these and really see why we do what we do. So we look at the high, the five movies of the Hollywood, uh, the uh, American Film Institute 100, five of these and say, are they really good? Do they really hold up? Mm. Some of these, it's going to be a little interesting because we are going back to a Jimmy Stewart movie. We're going to see if Gene Kelly is better than a dancer. Mm. And we're going also going to see if Liza Minnelli's original does better than the Catherine Zeta-Jones version. Mm. Mm. Um, and, you know, as others. So we will say goodnight. And something that I haven't said in quite a while is be good, take care of yourself, but don't be too good. <laughs>